Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sort of sunny Santa Cruz, California. That was not a lot. 50-50. Wow, this rain has just been coming. It's been relentless. Yeah, man. Yeah, winter's here. Yeah, everything's going to get greener and greener around here come winter or come spring. Yeah, we needed it. But hey, people are still showing up. Um, A fucking sinkhole opened up. Yeah. In Santa Cruz. Isn't that crazy? Where? Hold on. Hold on on one second. (laughs) Hey, everyone. This is Liza, (laughs) and I like motorcycles. I like them a lot. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Running the board tonight. Certainly hope so. It's Bagel. Mana, mana. Uh, <laughs> on the classy girl couch tonight, man spreading to his heart's delight. Yeah. It's knock. Hey, what's up? Emma's not here. You could just turn off the show now. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, Miss Emma's not here tonight. And then over on the other side of the room, it's Naked Jim. Hey, yeah, what Knock said. No, just kidding. Mike Beck's favorite misfit. Oh, hey, Mike, and, Mike and, Beck is Mike. He's my favorite too. That guy. And joining awesome. us now, Henry. Pick any seat you want. We got he, Henry joining he us. He won the battle this time. <laughs> he won the battle this time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Henry, you had a uh, quite the conundrum. Let's, I love him. Let's uh, <laughs> let you get all. Let's let you get all set up while Knock tells us about the sinkhole. Uh, a sinkhole opened up on one of the busiest intersections in Santa Cruz. You know the Chevron by the fucking Thai restaurant we go to? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a fucking thing just opened up, and I didn't swallow anybody, unfortunately, but, you know. Wait, is that why <laughs> they had out. the road closed yeah. across the street? Yeah, I think oh. it's fucking deep, son, oh, by, too. By SoCal and Ocean? Uh-huh. Right oh, the wow, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird spot. Yeah, and so ah. they plated everything, and uh, I don't know how deep that sinkhole goes, but I can't. Dude, I wonder if it goes to the ocean. All the way. Dude, that'd be sweet, right? What if there's some crazy <laughs> goonie shit going there's down some there? There's some goonie <laughs> shit. Watch out. Some, some dude's going to come crawling out. Some yeah. troll. It's the uh, the tunnels from us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <So>, Spoilers. <laughs> um, hey, we've been making some improvements, and... We got a new soundboard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, big shout out. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers. This is Patreon money that we've been spending and doing some upgrades. What does that mean to you? Well, hopefully, it doesn't sound any different in the um, world of uh, sound engineers. If you're doing a good job, nobody knows. Right. So, hopefully, you don't, you can't tell the difference. But on our end, it's going to help. Um, this shit's digital, right? <clears throat> Uh, it is. Uh, it ha- does have a digital output and an analog output. It definitely um, uh, up the uh, karaoke game already. <laughs> it did. Oh, dude, it did. it's got special effects, and we were fucking singing the banana boat song. <laughs> so that did so good. Knox got the banana hammock song too. So, <laughs> and and as a sound guy, let me just say thank you, Patreon subscribers. Yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, man, this board is awesome. Yeah, so just a little behind the scenes. When we record, we actually record um, to two different tracks. So we have a backup track, and then we record to a third um, backup recorder. So yeah, so um, we were actually having problems with our backup recorder, and we were having problems with our backup track. So fortunately, we were able to make all the shows work when we've had some technical problems. But it was becoming bullshit. uh, uh, It was becoming (laughs) a lot of work. and a lot of people don't realize on the last, um, actually, the last show we did, 
we had the recording cut out for a while. We had to do some editing magic and put it all yeah. together. It looked but like again, crashed if, if, if we're doing a good job, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I've um, been making some investments and improving uh, the equipment. So we've got a whole new soundboard. Yeah, so man. New, new fun things for us. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've also been buying more tools. I added some more tools this week. Oh, yeah, um, what'd you get? I well, saw that vacuum. I got a new, dope. yeah, vacuum uh, brake bleeder kit. Yeah. We go through those fast. Mm. I don't know what happens. You know what, man? Mm. What happens is people suck up the brake fluid inside the actual vacuum chamber pump itself and starts eating the O-rings. Well, there, there are, you, have to make sure, you have to make sure you're using the right type of O-rings for that, too, because right. there are brake fluid O-rings and non-brake fluid yeah. O-rings. And I think that what's happening is people just think you stick up that the entire pump, not the reservoir. Without the reservoir into the damn uh, brake system. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got that. Um, you know, another little thing, and, and actually I wanted to talk a bit about tools because I've been kind of making my wish list, and every week when I think of it, I'm like, you know what, I wish I had, or we should have. I've just been going and buying them. Are you like, are you like, oh, I'm like five minutes away from Harbor Freight. Ah, <laughs> let's let's make a detour. Um, well, you know, it's good, though, that you bought, I thought, and you and, and you made fun of me, but were just some straight-up ratchets. And um, yep. then when you actually organized, because we had that new tool chest, and you organized them all, you looked like, you said, look how many we have. And we did, but a lot of them had, like, the uh, pivoting head and stuff like that. I like those. But it was mm. nice to have mm-hmm. three just standard ones, because people mm-hmm. always use those. So it's nice, because at least two of them are going to be getting used at once. So now that, like, you can go, and there's still going to be cool ratchets there to use. So. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, when you're getting into the tools, I mean, just in the ratchets, there's yeah. a short handle, there's um, there's long handle, there's a pivoting head. Yeah, the angle handle. <clears throat> I personally, I don't like an all metal handle, or it has to be knurled handle. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it's different a very preferences. Personal thing, having ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> Dude, I remember how personal. Is. I remember you taking <laughs> yours apart one day here to rebuild it or to clean it. Yeah, or some to shit. squirt grease in there. Yeah, because they're easy to take apart. Just a little snap ring, right? Yeah, I found if you're a bit of an anal person, like would you could take apart those Craftsman uh, drivers and just like squirt a bunch of axle grease in there. And it feels just a little bit smoother. Hmm. I mean, it's not got to be super smooth because, like you know, because of the number of teeth they have in there. But it it feels a little nicer. Yeah. Um, I also got a nice um, assortment of cutting uh, wheels for the Dremel. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, <clears throat> I did that the other day too. How interesting. Yeah, just an assortment. There's some diamond blade, and there's uh, all different types in there. Uh, it's just good to have a good assortment. Those are the type of things that people use up. Mm-hmm. And then we just, we run out and no one tells me, um, you know, but what I got for me, mm. so I got a T handled wrench for taps. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Those we had nice. the one that goes up to quarter mm-hmm. for the standard taps, but sometimes I want to use like, um, a larger tap and, um, I didn't have a T handle. So I went, got the one that goes up to half inch. Yeah. What's cool about the, the, the T handle that you have is you could actually mount that inside a drill press inside mm. the chuck. So it's perfect. Perpendicular when you mm-hmm. tap it in, huh? You know how like when sometimes when you tap things, you could kind of go sideways. And it's not perpendicular. right, 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 right. But like with that particular tap handle, you could put the tap and the handle into the drill. 
the drill press, I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, one of the better investments I made was that um, tool case that we got at Harbor Freight. Yeah, that thing's awesome. The thing it's I so love cool. about it, so it's it's a general, is it right? General? It's like a, yeah, U.S. general or something. U.S. Like general is a brand they have there. They come in all different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's got pretty good slide action. It was only like two something, right? It was pretty cheap. Well, she, did you get a discount on it too? Because it was like they always have those coupons flowing around, right? For no, like, I don't think so. No, it's two something. And this is like the base cabinet, so it's about mm, three and a half feet tall. I want to say yeah, four feet, like four feet tall. But it's deep. It's an extra deep. And you know what's nice I is it, it. it sits on top of something else, so it's at a nice height, and then it like gives us a extra room. But it's also a lot of commonly used stuff that was in mm-hmm. the corner before. Yeah, so it improves the traffic flow too. So it like it gets people because people sit on the you know the van couch in the corner, mm-hmm. and but that's where all those tools are, right? Well, now a lot of those are in the center of the room, so you can hang in that corner easier without people going in and out. And it's easier. and you like you even like made custom uh, separators. Yeah, I did. Um, I just used aluminum. Um, it's actually angle. It's angle iron aluminum uh, that I cut to length and just pop riveted down in, cut drill holes in and pop riveted to make dividers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I got that new drill and driver set. But you know what I've really been loving is that um, it's the Milwaukee, um, it's a smaller battery. It's a 12-volt battery. And first I got that, um, that recipro- reciprocating saw, and then yeah. I got that nut driver. Um there's some really cool tools for that little 12 volt battery and I'm, i bought more batteries for it too oh good yeah i mean it's not a super pro tool but for small rounds you know garage shit it's, it's perfect i've definitely yeah, been on but. a just just buying new tools but we've also been getting rid of a lot of tools we created yeah. the free toolbox and emma went through i just had a lot of excessive screwdrivers and and needle nose pliers and stuff that i've just collected over the years yeah any um, excess jis yeah, there's no. never an excess of those, unfortunately. No. no. Um, are there any other tools that you guys can think that oh, man. we need to get? A tire changing machine would be dope. I've been looking oh, at them. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, where's the room, right? Yeah, I mean, unless room. you've yeah. got. So here's the deal something. there's one I saw come up, you know, on Facebook when ads come up in the feeds, and it was yeah. like 300. It's a portable unit that's used for like dirt bikes. And yeah, yeah. It folds mm-hmm. up into a bag. Yeah, oh, wow. I know what you're talking about. And it actually looked like a pretty cool thing that we could keep in the case and then pull out. And it basically is just a bead breaker. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I've, I've seen some um, some tire change units that mount on like the the hitch of a pickup truck, and I think they make similar units that are just like standalone with a um, you know with just like a stand that that they mount to that are just from Harbor Freight. Yeah, I mean, we since we've been so. reorganizing since I got rid of my projects, we do have a little more room. So that's definitely on the list. How about a uh, like a bearing puller? She's got those, don't she? Do we? Okay, didn't know. All right. <clears throat> and that's part of the then problem. Then why am I too? welding bolts on the inside of I fucking know. bearings and beating them out with a hammer? But isn't that an awesome? <laughs> it was almost easier making I your think. own tools. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, no, that's part of the problem too. There's a lot of tools in the garage that nobody knows it's here because we right. just have so much stuff. Like we have compression testers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I got that battery load tester. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can put a multimeter on a battery and it'll tell you that you've got twelve point you know seven volts, but you don't know how many amps or the battery health, and that's what this does. And you can get them for like thirty dollars and up. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Anything else that you can think of that we need to get? Well, you, I don't know. I'll think of someone. The, that, the welder works. You like the welder? Yeah, the welder works. Um, that lift was a great addition. Dude, lift's huge. Yeah. That's life-changing. Yeah, just the Harbor Freight lift. lift. We were, Knock and I were working on the DRZ 400 today. Yeah, I was putting the carb back in. A um, little update on that. All I had to do was take the carb out. Um, so on the DRZ 400s, they're known to have an O-ring that goes bad and so that leaks yeah. uh, from the overflow. Um, it's the float bowl seal. O-ring. Yeah, float yeah. bowl seal. And so I took it out months ago, replaced it, and now I'm finally getting around to putting it back together. And... Um, put it back together and i'm working on i'm bending over i'm like ah totally not thinking the bike is strapped (laughs) onto the lift oh yeah like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i can lift it up it's like it's a paradigm shift though it is like like a a paradigm shift in working on you gotta retrain yourself i know like i just i completely forgot so good news bad news is put it all in put some put the tank on filled up the carb started right up bad news is it started leaking just like it did before uh, did it stop oh. leaking at all oh, the, uh, it was no. initial kind then of, like, i drained it and then i filled it again ran it and it leaked again <coughs> it was so, from the overflow yeah. or from the actual bowl hmm? oh, uh go ahead knock sorry was it leaking from the overflow or is it from leaking from the bottom of the bowl or do you remember when it was where it was overflow from? yeah yeah uh, so i have a Sneaky suspicion that is it the right O-ring? It, it was not the right. I just had <laughs> something around the shop. <laughs> Fuck, man, of course. And it was kind of like hard pushing that back in. Oh, you dumb dumb. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, like well, you can get the kit for that for probably like fifteen bucks, right? Or yeah, you can just find something you got or, around the shop. Yeah, it worked well. And, yeah. and, and sure. oh god, uh, but just like you need the right tool for the job, you need the right part for the job too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Eliza, I was gonna suggest yeah. for tools. What about like a sonicator or something like that? A what? A uh, sonicator. For like Ooh, cleaning for carbs or and, something and, like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. ultrasonic cleaner. Yeah, yeah. They're not that expensive on Amazon, from what I remember. Mm. They're not. Yeah. Huh. They're like I maybe 50 bucks or something like that. You just put like distilled water and vinegar and you can clean out like any carburetor yeah, or whatever. That would be worth uh, worth trying, I think. I, feel I don't know. Too, I, mean, we, I mean, we got the parts cleaner. Yeah. Right. But this is for like like really fine stuff, especially when you get like 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 build up on it with with uh, like carb jets and carb passages. Mm. When, when well, I got the chemi dip. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can use that too, hot, but, but no one ever, ever uses it. Well, you could put that in the ultrasonic, ultrasonic cleaner and make it go yeah. really fast. <laughs> I don't know. Um, really, clean some, really clean some shit. Yeah. And do you have any grinding okay. wheels? Do you have any uh, abrasives? Yeah. We got a whole bunch of this. Yeah. Oh, for stack. the big grinder? Yeah. Yeah, big look at Buying tools is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think about consumables. I mean, like, we were, <laughs> there's always like a dozen of, like, a, like, one eighth full cans of bullshit on those shelves. You know what I mean? I know. Like you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. What about the the bead blaster thing? Is that working good? Yeah. Uh, well, mm. well, y- yes. For the media I really, have in there, that worked really good. I, That'd be a cool thing. So it depends what media you put in there. So I used yeah. to have sand in it, which was much more abrasive. Mm-hmm. I took that out and put walnut shell in, mm. which is less abrasive. Um, but now Bagel's got a project he's working on. He needs to have more abrasive. Well, but I, even trying to just like strip paint off, like it, it was not sucking up the walnut shells very well, it seemed. Yeah, the walnut shell I had for rust. Yeah. Um, it depends well, on what media. Yeah, because walnut shells really, it, it wasn't even taking the rust off on the part. It was just taking the paint off and only kind of like, you know, very weakly. Um, 
So I don't, I don't know if it wasn't enough pressure or just not getting enough suction in the tube. But what about an Amazon subscription to starter fluid? <laughs> <laughs> like every two weeks they drop off. You know, three Ether of the week club. About, right? yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one um, one tool that Nock and I disagree on. Mm. Mm. What's this chain tool? Ball tip or flat tip? Oh, for the fuck. Allen oh. wrenches. Oh, dude. Ball flat tip. tip. No. Ball flat tip. Flat tip. The flat Ball tip. tip. Flat tip. Ball tip. It's a wobbly ass <laughs> fucking thing on me. Yeah. Like, uh, I like the ball a good tip. purchase on that shit. What are you talking about? Dude, I had to get the, uh, I was taking the forks off the FC1. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what, 48,000 miles and it's, you know, Monterey. So the bolts are kind of corroded, stuck on there. Yeah. And I'm up there with the Allen wrench and I got it, the square, you know, the square flat one, whatever, in yeah. there. And I was putting so much force on it, I'm like, fuck. You know, because my luck, right? Yeah. I'm like, this is going to strip. Yeah. And uh, actually, I used a little bit of that, um, oh, the oil that creeps. Oh, the, the like, silicroil? The coral. The coral yeah. oil? Yeah. yeah. Let it sit for like 15 minutes. But then I was like the fucking keys bending and everything. And um, I just had faith that it wasn't going to strip and pow, it popped loose. Yeah. And I was like, no doubt if there was a ball on that, it would have fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, you so, gotta sometimes uh, you gotta like give it the like serious like now, good grant, impulse to grant that the balls has its place, right? Right. But. Exactly. Um and that's just, you know, one of the things about having all different tools. Um, but I like yeah, I like having ball tips. Yeah, I mean like if you could get both, get both, obviously, but like given the choice. Well you you see them that way because you'll see them like you know when you have to break the bolt, the stubby end, yeah. that will be that will be flat. But then yeah. the long one mm-hmm. that you're using just to unscrew, mm-hmm. that one will be a ball end. Yeah, see that makes sense. Right, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Ball tip. Why not both? Flat. Why not No, the reality is um, they have a set screw, so you can take it out and, sw- and flip it over. What about the socket yeah. ones? How, how, how burly are those things? Oh, well, it depends on if it's the kit that I bought from yeah, Amazon for really gotcha. cheap and they snap right off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and they come off the actual fucking driver portion of it. That's what it was. They're like, oh pr- no, the key is actually pressed into the driver, and they're like not really well. No, no, the, so the, those the no, they have a set screw into the socket base, so you can take them out and flip them around and make it a flat tip. Uh, but I'm oh, talking about the right. I bought another kit for cheap that was like four inch long ones, and somebody who's using one it just snapped in half. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I like to try the cheap porcelain. stuff and see what it does. Yeah. Um, so Henry, you know what it's going to do? It, it's always going to break. What about a 3D uh, printer? Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Well, yeah, you know that what? That would be very cool. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pretty cheap these days. You know? Unless it can print a metal, though. And we need somebody well, who knows CAD. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot you can do with plastic. Yeah, yeah it's the CAD is the part. Well, mm-hmm. I've, I've got CAD tools. I mean. Uh, at the auto, library, little like eight year old kids do shit auto, on one. You can you can use auto you can use Autodesk. I heard it could be to make a big giant penis. Yeah. You, can, you can use auto download and, oh, and install right. Autodesk three sixty for free as long as it's non commercial. Hmm. No shit, so, you can. I think so. Yeah. Nice. Dude. Yeah. You can three D print metal. You well, can. You we can. can but, if they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Henry. Yes. I'm thinking you would have wished we had a three D printer to print a. Uh, a chain master link. Today. I wouldn't trust that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Henry, you had some chain woes today. Yeah, like a dumbass, I cut one extra link off my uh, chain. The last time mm. I had like a chain motorcycle I put serious miles on was when I owned my VFR 800, mm-hmm. uh, basically two years ago now at this point. Like, since then, I've owned shaft driven bikes like the Moto Guzzi and the ST 1300. You're so. spoiled, son. Yeah, yeah so it's been, it's been a minute since I've had chain-driven bikes, and now that I have the Honda Hawk, 
uh, GT up with me. I've been putting some miles on it, and I noticed the chain just keeps on getting looser and looser, even after like a day ride. So I figured, and like I can pull the chain, and I can see daylight between the sprocket and the chain. Yeah, so when it starts time. to go, it goes. Yeah, exactly. So I just figured. So I bought it. So I bought a new chain, mm-hmm. a pretty like an arcade chain, a pretty nice uh, one. It was a little bit longer than what the hawk needed, but I figured, okay, I'll just cut the links off. Where did you buy it from? Uh, I bought it from Santa Clara Cycles here in the oh, Bay Area. Oh, we're going to talk about them later. They've nice. they've treated me well. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, bought it from them, and I figured, oh, it's longer. I'll just cut off a few extra links, mm-hmm. and I ended up cutting off a little more than oh, I needed to. Oh, that sucks. Ow. <laughs> yeah that sucks Me- measure measure twice cut once mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so we started looking around the shop for other chains and we found another 525 chain but it was also too short by yep. one link yep mm-hmm. it was also too short by one link uh we found I think somebody made the same mistake with that chain set too that's why they left it here right? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do uh how did you solve this problem Basically, I looked around the shop, and by happenstance, I found another uh, master link for 525 chain uh, yes. clip style, and I basically jerry-rigged a system where I cut off like the inner portion of mm-hmm. my one link, uh, one yeah, one link of my inner mm-hmm. of my new chain, and I jerry-rigged a system where I had two master two master links. Uh, basically holding the whole chain together yeah, one we were, clip one muscle so we were talking about John, knock and i were talking about this like this sounds like this could be bad right <clears throat> so we're wondering though because if you have a master link and these are both rivet links uh one's rivet one is clip, clip. okay so you have a master <laughs> well, <laughs> both worlds but you know what when you put oh, that master It'll link in test. when you put that master link in it has to be as strong as all the other links it's theoretically it strong. Is. so it you intention it is yeah, you go sure. chain to master link to single link to master link back to chain mm-hmm. so it should be just as good i'll find out on the ride home today oh i'm sure it'll last on the ride home will it last as will it give you as many miles <clears throat> i'm pretty sure it will i, I think mean, it will i mean part for sure uh, it sounds janky but i think it actually works fine I mean, it's doing what it's designed to do just yeah. there's two of them doing what they're designed to do right what i would do is once you get home order yourself a master link 520 uh, 525 master link uh, rivet type and replace uh, the that's because you don't like the here, Dude, that's here's another, the like, thing. No, this it, is fucking what's bullshit about this. I hear people no. having those, and they say, "I've never had anything happen." I've to never those had links. an issue with a clip. Exactly, but I've seen that shit throw chains, son. Like I've seen broken fucking master links. Install the correct like, way. And smaller just lose bikes it. and dirt bikes are good, but I agree with the knock. The bigger bikes and the sport bikes do the fucking rivet. I mean, know. the Hawk isn't a powerhouse, right? Yeah. Still. But, I don't know. It's your miles may vary, I guess, depending on who installed it, what brand, and all that mean, bullshit. Like, but I, mean, I don't know. I'm you still might trust them, man. You might not want to do it on your stretch busa, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Ball a tip. A forty horsepower uh, motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so you, yeah, so you made it work. We'll see. I haven't had a hypothetically. Chance, I haven't had a chance to test ride it as of this recording, but I have AAA and I have chain guards. So. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, because I mean these are new chain links, I th- new master links. I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. I really don't think it's a problem. 
Honestly, I think they will be. I, you know what? I think might have been a problem was Knox, uh, what he wanted to do. Oh, what? Oh, oh the yeah. tack welding. Yeah. Tack weld uh, one of the pins on there with the roller because... First of all, those things aren't in, uh, aren't, there's no fucking side loading on them, really. That would have concerned me a bit. But are there O-rings inside of there? Yeah. There, there's going to be O-rings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you're not fucking putting a ton of heat, just attack yeah. weld it so it doesn't, you know. Just enough to. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. That's another thing. The chain I got is an X-Link ex- chain. X-Link. But- oh, yeah. yeah. The uh, extra master link I used to jury rig is an O-ring chain, so it's, I don't know. I don't fine. think it's going to be a big deal. But no, it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. But if it is, you'll probably hear something. You know, that seems what chains <laughs> usually do. They make a noise. If you start to hear a sound, lift your left leg as high as it can go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right oh, yeah. I've, I've heard Phil's stories. I don't, <laughs> I don't want that happening to me. Yeah. Well, um, someone else had some work done on their bike this weekend. Jim. What? What? <laughs> where, where, where'd you go yesterday? Oh, I didn't do work on bikes. Oh, yeah, I had the bike worked on. So, <laughs> yeah, I braved the elements that never came. It was supposed to storm yesterday morning. And um, it didn't. It didn't. It was awesome. And all geared up. And uh, so, yeah, I rode out to Hollister to our friend Mike Corbin's and had a seat made. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah Another little. Cool. Perk, we mentioned this before that. Um, you can go out to the Corbin factory and have it custom made, custom carved to your ass. Not just that, but then you also get to choose all of the materials Perfectly and cupped. the and mm-hmm. what? What? Perfectly cupped. Perfectly cupped. And <laughs> you can choose all like, the stitch patterns and you just tell them what you want and the piping. It's a really cool deal for no additional cost. Yeah. Oh no, it's super cool. And uh, like, well, there's a podcast from there. What maybe? three years ago mm-hmm. or recorded at the factory but um anyway yeah you're right in appointments um i mean they do it most of their business they ship out right mm-hmm. but if you're here or they have a place in florida as well you can write into the factory they're open on saturdays by appointment and for no extra charge yeah they will custom make your seat for who you. is your guy oh i can't remember his name was it manuel yeah he, yeah manuel <laughs> the guy who makes all the seats so yeah. There's Manuel and the other guy, and this is the third seat I've had made from him, uh, mm-hmm. from Corbin, and it's been Manuel the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Did all three of them, and it's him and another guy, and they basically I think do all the custom seats on Saturdays, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because they have molds and they have all sorts of seats they do during the week, um, but then Saturdays it's just these two guys that do all these bitching bikes, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I rolled in. And what was great is I got there right at eight o'clock, and the people that worked there just started getting there. And then I was the only person. So I rolled in. And normally in the past, there'll already be like five to maybe eight bikes there. Mm-hmm. Everybody getting their seat done. So It was a rainy day. I know, right? It didn't rain. And um, well, it rained a little. <clears throat> so, yeah. So everybody's in a good mood because it was chill. It was, you know, uh, quiet. And we chatted. And then they started making the seat. Oh, and we didn't say what bike this is for, did we? Oh, the Africa Twin. Yeah, yeah, because that it's, that bike's been super comfortable for me. I've put a bunch of miles on it already, but after a while, like my ass starts to hurt a little bit. So yeah. I'm like, hey, let's do that. And uh, and I've loved I've loved my other Corbin seat. So you know, <coughs> it's it's super cool because like sometimes I'd see like you'd buy yourself a custom Corbin seat or a custom uh, whatever brand Sergeant seat online, mm-hmm. and you get the seat and you're like, ah, oh, well, this fucking sucks. It doesn't fit me. Well, yeah, because it's like a you know, it's a it's based on like a standard pattern. Mm-hmm. It's I guess it's super nice to go to this factory and just have a seat made to your ass. It's like go to a tailor, right? Like oh. an ass yeah. tailor. Yeah, it's so. bitching. Yeah, and the way they start is um, 
you know, they have a, they, have, they already have a blank made of the seat, so a mold of a blank. And it turned my seat was two seats. It had the front seat and then the pillion seat with mm-hmm. two separate ones. Mm-hmm. So this one comes in one piece, which is really kind of nice. Um, and they come out with a blank, and then you just sit on it. And um, then the, or they throw a piece, little piece of leather on it. You hop on it, ride around the parking lot or up and down the street, whatever. Mm-hmm. Come back and say, do this or do that. And what's great is these guys have been doing it for like 30 years, right? Yeah. yeah. Making seats. So I think more or less when you walk in, they look at you, <coughs> ask you like a question. They know, they, they know, know man's exactly, ass for sure. Dude, they know exactly. <laughs> well, well no. on, on the wall in there, they had all these plaques because you can wander through the factory. We've talked about this, mm-hmm. but you can wander. It's it's vast. It's, yeah, yeah. You can see all the machinery it's they make, huge, all the man. fiberglass and the seamstresses and women are there sewing away. But um, there's a thing on the wall with all the employees, and it's like, oh, employee of the month or whatever. And it's not. Um, and really, there's probably like 40 plaques. It's like. 20 years of service, 30 years of service, one yeah. woman, 40 years of service. Long time, yeah. man. Right? And then so you can walk over and I'm watching the ladies sit, stitch in my seat. So because it's the, the bike's black and with some copper in it, but there's a little round logo that's a uh, kind of burgundy. Yeah, the badge on the yeah, day. Yeah, the badge is sparkly red. So I did the seat black with um, piping that kind of matches that. Um, like a maroon, I forget what they distress, distress yeah, it's like a dark kind red. of thing. Yeah, it's good looking. And then uh, burgundy stitching, cross stitching. Nice. Because the stitching also vents the seat, right? That's part of the deal with their proprietary yeah. like cushion stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so basically you, you come back and he um, pushed the back towards my ass a little bit. It's almost like a wall, like a mini wall seat, really. Really cups your butt. Like you a tiny lumbar nice. support thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, um, and he pushed that forward about three inches. And then uh, I did a little bit of work up in the front. So, like, if you're up on the tank, like in the twisties, I could grip a little better. And did it twice, basically, rode around the parking lot twice. And I'm like, dude, that's perfect. He's like, yep. And uh, but it was funny. So, the guy that came in, one of the person came in on a scrambler after me. And the guy was, guy was like 6'5 six, or 6'6, six, six, super tall in the scrambler. I'm like, that's interesting. The Ducati. <laughs> and um, so, he was doing the thing like, Get on the foam and then go right around the parking lot. He was putting his helmet and gloves on and shit. I wasn't wearing anything except my little do my World right. War do wig, and um, do wig. But no kidding. By the time I left, he probably had him like seven different times. Oh wow! Trying to get the seat right, and I'm talking to to my guy, and he's all like, Dude, "He's this guy's." Totally overthought this whole thing. Because this is what people do. They don't know when to stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is nice as they carve away, if they go too far, they can go pour more foam on. Yeah. Because it comes out of a, a injector. injector. Uh, did, you get your, did you use the OEM seat pan or the their seat pan? Uh, you mean like the bottom of the yeah. seat itself? Mm-hmm. It's theirs. That whole yeah. thing comes as one piece. Because it's okay. a one piece now. His was a two piece now. It's oh, that's one. right. That's right. So, so it's cool. a whole seat. So you got the OEM me. one, yeah. Yeah, then they'll mail me the old one, the OEM one back. Cool. So then I'll have them both. And that well, you don't got room in your side cases for that thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good that over time your your butt kind of molds into the seat naturally. So it just spreads it out a lot more. Yeah, man. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. I'm stoked. Now the bike's it, it's all set up. But I saw Let's, Mike. So here's how cool he is. So we're chatting. You know, he's a big Navy guy, if you know Mike at all. Yeah. And uh, it's still so fun to see the pictures of him. Like, the, he, had, he had the electric oh, yeah. speed record for like 20 years. Yeah. Right? From like 72 to 2000. Think, yeah. Fuck something. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he comes in. He's got this Navy sweatshirt on. And uh, so I'm like, hey, Mike. He's like, hey, how's it going? Are we taking care of you and all that? And I'm like, yeah. And we end up talking about Jake. I'm like, hey, Jake's in the Navy. I show him like her, her Navy picture. Mm-hmm. And we chat. I show him a couple other pictures. And he's like, oh, that's great. And he goes to the, you know, inside where the counter is, where the showroom is, mm-hmm. to the girl. He's like, hey, give this guy a shirt for his daughter. She's in the Navy. Hey. I'm like, that's cool. Sweet. So, yeah. So he gave, 
Uh, not off the shop for Jake for Christmas. She's covered. Uh, but anyway, he's such a down to earth guy. And I had breakfast, so that was cool. Yeah. I could get a little diner there. there. The what's, diner. what's the damage? How much was that? Uh, for the seat, uh, like 550 bucks. Okay. Yeah. That's a lifetime purchase, though. Yeah, it is. You know, it's going to be awesome. Um, and, and what's not 500 bucks? Yeah. At the end of the fucking day, everything you buy, if like engine guards, five hundred bucks. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's it's, I think it's a good, um, it's a good spend. Uh, spend. We, I've been, you know, when I I do rides like ten hour rides on that thing. Fuck yeah, dude! And it's doable, you know? but man, with a better seat, it'll be way more doable. Now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. but totally. it's cross country or any long trips, you definitely yeah. need a better seat. It's like you said, it's tailored. I mean, go buy yeah. like a tailored suit. And the cost goes up. This mm-hmm. is the same cost. So And it looks great. Yeah, I highly recommend, because we get people who come out here to visit us. Put Corbin on your list. Um, uh, it's another really cool thing nearby to go see. And you can walk around the factory yep. and give a little yourself a little tour, see what they're doing. I always go into the R&D mm-hmm. department to see what they're working on. So they've got the new Indian, that flat track, the FTR, whatever, uh, 1200. Yeah. They've got the new one of those in there. they got one of the new Indian... I can't remember the name, a big Indian bagger, the new mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, Challenge, no, Challenger? Yeah, maybe big, that's Oh, it. the new, yeah. That sounds big right. Big Fucker mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they had... Um, that, so when I was at the Indian factory, we couldn't go in because they were they were assembling those. Uh, and this was cool. They had the CRF 450. Yeah. Oh. So the CRF 450 was in there. Oh. Nice. So, and cool. here's a inside tip uh, for anyone who gets a brand new bike that is the, you know, first addition call corbin and if they have not yet had one of those in to make a pan Cook you get up. your seat free if you were the oh, first wow. of that new model in the door because mm-hmm. they will use that to make molds to make pants for future customers <clears throat> the last africa twin guy got snakeskin <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it was actually mike's son-in-law <laughs> nice. that's awesome thought it went with the africa theme he's like what whatever <laughs> alligator <laughs> so you've got your africa twin and you're having fun with it mm. and then charlie got a new bike yeah that thing's fun man he got a super tenere yeah super yeah. duper tenere for him. yeah he, he got it well how much did he get it for like six something six thousand so 2012 nice. with 2012, 17... Yeah, like 18,000 miles. Yeah. It's cool. got the engine guards. It's got the nice aluminum panniers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got... Couple of extra lights on heated there. grips, extra lights. It's got all the things. Yeah, you bought it off a of X-Motor Cop, I think is yeah. what it was. So it was like it was kept nicely and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, it's super so. clean. Yeah. It's got everything he would want. It's got camera mounts. And, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> great bike. I didn't realize the 2012... Uh, I mean, it's... It's got ABS fuel injection and um, traction, control. traction control. I didn't yeah. realize they had traction control then. Oh yeah. Um, so he's he's got that now, and I'm just waiting to get my Africa Twin, mm-hmm. which I really haven't talked about much, have I? No. Um, <clears throat> you t- you told people that you were getting a new bike. So yeah, I can go ahead and I guess I can, can share. Divulge. I can divulge. So when, um, so Emma and I were down doing the Honda tour, mm-hmm. um, I talked to them about buying one of the press bikes. Yeah. So it's basically like demo bikes, uh, press bikes. They um, usually they go to auction. Like you hear Phil at uh, Cleveland Moto goes to auction, buys bikes. So I'm just buying one um, directly from them. So it'll be a slightly used bike, but. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Do you know how many miles it's on there? I don't know how many miles, and that's the thing. It could Probably. have been a demo bike that just did, you know, You think laps. it's less than 5,000 miles, right? <clears throat> but then, like, I when I rode the bike from Indian, like, I took it across country, put hard right, miles on it. Right, okay. So you don't know. It, but um, it's not going to be a lot of miles. Um, so... <laughs> Um, and it comes with a factory warranty, and they replace any like scratched or broken. Bits. I mean, that's what's great. You got a basically a new used bike, but with a warranty, <clears throat> factory warranty, and that's broken in. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, any demo bike I've ever ridden, I've ridden it like I stole it. So. Yeah. So. Um, so that's I'm good, getting though. the Africa Twin Adventure Sport DCT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a big scooter. Yeah, <laughs> you got a big scooter, Liza. I got a big scooter. You ever live that down? Oh, I love that. Now you can be on your phone nonstop while you're riding. Oh That's shit! Right. Watching Netflix and shit. Jesus. Oh, you should will be too. Right. You can smoke a joint, drink a beer. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're just doing all the paperwork, and then I got to get myself down to LA to pick it up. Yeah. Which I don't know if I'll be able to get it this month. I got to figure that out. Um, but I am very excited and really appreciate that um, they're hooking me up with a, a good deal on a bike. Dibs on first rides. Mm-hmm. She gets back. How about a uh, flying yeah. ride? Uh, well, sure, but That's I have plan. to take a day off from work oh, that I don't hey, have any yeah. days off right now because the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, really looking forward to that because from everything I'm hearing, the this is the first. Uh, first one who really got an automatic correct on a bike. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I heard it's pretty good. I what rode year was it one again? 2018. Yeah, oh so, no shit, that means you got one. Of the, yeah, you so real, real I've ridden one. one on the road, mm-hmm. and I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the DCT only th- one? Yeah, DCT. When I was on the Werwer ride, there what? was someone on, and I swe- switched bikes for what a while. What year was that bike? Mm, I don't know. Mm. It's pretty recent. Mm. Um, the only difference is accelerating out of corners. I really like to... Um, th- I really like to feather the clutch and pull out of corners. And you, as you shift up or something or what? No, just when you pull in the clutch, you go, you break into a corner and then you let the clutch out and, and yeah, power yeah, yeah. out. Uh-huh. I like to just have that control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you can't do that on this. I mean, you're you're in gear, mm-hmm. so you don't get to kind of feather the clutch and power it a bit. Um, I'll get used to it, but I'm really curious to try it in dirt, especially like sand mm-hmm. or. Um, I just keep imagining like you're going through like a creek or something and sometimes you're like not sure like what gear to be in or you're hitting a rock and now it's lugging or times where Jim where we've been doing stuff like going up a hill and I kind of like the idea that it'll make that decision for you. Yeah you know another thing I like too you know as we you know get older and keep riding is you know you have some issues standing and riding dirt Mm -hmm. bikes right because standing and braking and all that kind of stuff which you kind of have to stand a lot, right? Right, in dirt bikes, <laughs> and you have to be able to use your rear brake a lot, right? And something you might want to consider, since you're not going to have a clutch, Ooh. is moving the rear brake up to your where your clutch would normally be. Handbrake, rear handbrake, so rear. I think that the, can, that combo for you could really help your dirt riding. I think, Fucking stunta style, bro. Yeah. There's already a uh, or scooter style. There's already mm-hmm. like a brake lock on where the clutch is on the DCT Africa Twin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, and I was going to say, did you try when you test rode the DCT? Did you try it in the manual mode where you basically have paddle shifters for your left hand? 
Uh, I didn't do the paddle shifter, but you do have different uh, riding modes you can put it into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always ride it in whatever's yeah. the most aggressive. <laughs> that's yeah. what I like. Yeah, that's what I do. When, yeah, when I took test rode mine at uh, Mid Ohio this year, mm-hmm. I found that I wasn't a fan of the DCT personally. Like mm-hmm. like you, I didn't hate it, but I found like the manual mode was actually pretty damn fun. It still gives you the right. same control as like a yep. manual. You're uh, still clutch. shifting gears, but like you're not doing all this shit but it, it's hand. a lot more efficient it's it was really yeah. fun i i'm gonna see this as a really thorough test ride <laughs> yeah <clears throat> uh, you can always sell it for you know as much as you got it for I, i'd imagine well i hopefully i won't i mean hopefully i'll like it but yeah. uh something i wanted to say that was funny because you know um jim's got his and then charlie got his super 10 and uh, i got this one and and uh mike award-winning mike he's like yo why am I always like I'm always fucking like a year behind everyone like <laughs> I, I fucking get a sport bike no one's got sport bikes anymore and I get a supermoto and like no one's getting supermoto now fucking everyone's got adventure bikes yo what the fuck <laughs> he got mini supercross bikes yeah, yeah he did yeah. He's, the, he's actually on the tip of the spear he's a creative one he did he's been buying pit bikes and having fun for Carrizo apparently oh Carrizo planes <laughs> hey that um that brings me into I wanted to talk about 2020. Yeah, what are we going to do, man? Dude, we've already got a long list of trips I want to do. Is the uh, Bonneville Salt Flats one of them? Fuck, that's another oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Come Shit. on. God damn it. Yeah. So, well, the, let's start with the one show. Yeah. In February. I'm still 50-50 on that. So, a uh, big on, announcement. They are moving out of the, the location they've factory. been. The Pickle Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, which we kind of knew the last time we were there because a lot of changes have been happening there. Yeah. And they're moving to the, uh, it's like the Superdome or whatever it's called in Portland. Yeah. It's where the hockey games are and the co- big concerts and stuff. You mean there's going to be air conditioning in there? Oh, wait. It's in the winter, dude. Maybe heat. Yeah, no, but it was like there was no air conditioning when we were there. Except it was for freezing. Burners. I know, but I'm saying if they moved into the fucking Superdome, they're probably going to have some air conditioning, maybe. Um, Apparently the racing and the show at the same place. Uh, well, yeah, right. so they're stoked because they're saying you're going to have concerts, bikes, races, everything in one location. Yeah. And the one show is really, it's one of my favorite shows to go to. But you're not going to go this year. I can't go this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got obligations. Well, I'm going to stay and run the garage while you guys all go. Because I know Emma's really hot to go and Mike, and they want to show the bikes up there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, the weekend after, I'm actually going to be, I bought my tickets. I'm going to be in London. Um, hey, an announcement to any of our British listeners. I'm going to be at the MCN show in London on the Friday, and I think I'm going to be speaking at the uh, adventure stage. You're going to be hanging out with all the beds. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the bed things. Doing Talking the about motorcycles. Yeah, sure am. Well, that's lovely, dear. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what time, but we're, we're going to be there in force, and I am, have a slot speaking on the stage on the Friday. Mm. Um, cool. But, so one show... February. Yeah. Um, and I am definitely going to AMA Vintage Days this year because I couldn't. Wait, go what is last that year. again? It's in July, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. after Fourth of July. Just after Fourth of July. I think I'm going to go this year. 
I'm going. Ooh, oh, if Knox's going, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to go. So yeah. here's my okay. secret right. plan. I hope Phil isn't listening. Sturgis is <laughs> out. That's... My secret plan is to buy one of those uh, Coleman mini bikes like uh, oh, out there? that Jim has um, and ride it and then leave it with him. <laughs> yeah. Don't even or tell no, him. sell it on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, Get your money back. Right. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> At least big 50%. How much was that bike? Oh, like 500 bucks. Five hundred bucks, dude. So for two right all weekend. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you two fifty for it, man. All That's right. worth it. About two fifty and then one of them fireworks. Especially if it's raining and muddy, because that is the oh, bike to have, yeah. dude. The fat tires. Tires down to four pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Thing runs off like like you know just grain alcohol if you wanted it to. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm so yeah. stoked for AMA Vintage Days, and hoping we can get some of the other kids to come. That's a us. good yeah, time, man. Henry, you going to Vintage Days? You can just shout. Yes, I am. Yay! <laughs> I don't think I'll be right. I don't know if I'll be writing again. Yeah, I'm gonna. This f- year. I'm gonna fly. I can't take that much time off. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, you know, Phil has done such a good job of hosting us there, and then the AMA takes care of us. By far, my favorite event of the year. It's it's cool. It's fun. It is. It is like yeah, definitely best event i like getting blasted at porkos and drinking sugar dude you never go do anything at the event but get drunk at the campground what what the fuck am i supposed to do but then you were perfectly happy just doing that oh dude it's so good (laughs) so good i get sugary drinks and then i'm like hung over for three days straight it's wonderful and then like (laughs) we didn't get fried chicken i know i normally get the canes fried chicken (laughs) you know this time for sure Dude, I cannot wait. So, um, and we got Carrizo Plains. Is that oh, yeah. April? I just signed up for that. Yeah, April. Mm. It's, uh, oh, yeah, I got to Car- sign up wait, for it. Damn is it posted already? Yeah. Create Shit. your own adventure. So, yeah, that's out kind that. of San Luis, uh, eastern San Luis Obispo County. And that's uh, Motobird Adventures and Law Tigers do you, co-sponsor. Do you yeah. know if we're going earlier or a little bit later in, in the year, like last compared to last year? Because I think we missed was, the Super Bloom no, by like we a were week. during the Super Bloom. No, I know, but it wasn't at its peak awesome. You two, you, you were too busy so arguing awesome. with each other to see the Super Bloom. <laughs> I was too busy <laughs> getting lost. Hate. That's what <laughs> I was <laughs> too busy getting lost for looking for me. I That was a great... But we've we already can. we're, we're having fun. the rain now, so I think another super bloom could happen. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. yeah, it's going to be like like just you know a bunch of suggested routes. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like they're going to provide I think breakfast and some stuff like that. Yeah, everybody kind of brings a potluck for a few nights, um, camping. Yeah, that kind of stuff, and uh, and shenanigans at night. And now that we've we're starting to get this collection of little bikes, yeah. I think there'll be some good shenanigans. <clears throat> so yeah, the inaugural take, oh. inaugural re- year was awesome because we don't know what the fuck was going. on. We were just basically right following up. Carrie to wherever they were leading us. But now that we know these trails exist and they're like mm-hmm. different levels of difficulty or whatever the fuck you want to do, it's awesome. And I got my cot tent. Yeah, exactly. It's well, a it's a tent with a cot and an air mattress in it. It's great. <laughs> That's so bomb. <laughs> You know what I was thinking of doing, actually, I'll, I'll, maybe Matt's listening, but uh, maybe go down a day or two early even. Yeah, man. And just just oh. do have a couple of more days of riding. Yeah. It's good so, time, dude. You know what I mean? Because it's not that far. It's not like you know going to the desert or Nevada, that kind of a thing. It's right. relatively close. So what else is on the list? I know, Jim, you've got a whole bunch on the list. Mojave? Yeah, yeah I got a bunch. Um, I'm going to try to do something a month, basically. And I, it's I, all weather dependent. I, I want to... Even though I probably will be will be miserable, I want to do a Mojave weekend, and I want to get over my dread of sand. Well, you know what's funny is you think about when you think about Mojave, and there's like I said places in in Nevada too in the high desert that are like this. So much of it is not soft sand. 
Mm-hmm. So much of it's packed desert. So mm-hmm. much of it's rock. So much of it's like first, second gear, just going do 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 up and down cool ass rock shit. So and then there's like roads through the desert where you can just pin it. And then yeah, there's you know, but you pin it like fourth gear, and you're like you feel like Steve McQueen. You're like woohoo. <laughs> then you do see some sand, and your ass puckers. You're like ah, I'm not Steve McQueen, and you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there is some deep uh, sand stuff. Queer. <laughs> yeah. So, but, what bike are you taking for that? Uh, the 250, not the Africa Twin. No, no, 250 for sure. Okay, yes, you could do the Africa call, Twin. Dude. I just think it's a lot more work because, yeah. like I said, a lot of it is just kind of not really fast tech. It's it's on hard rock or real hard sand, and you're kind of maneuvering down washes and gullies. It's not really hard necessarily. It can be if you want it to be, um, but. The deserts, I, I like that. So that's on the list for me for sure. I'll tell you my issue, like all these trips that we're planning, I want to take the Africa Twin, the KLR, and the CRF. Like yeah. I want to have I know, all totally. three. <clears throat> Control yourself. Mm-hmm. What? They're it's different. They're Boku. all completely different bikes. Like, I want to try them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? It's your life, man. I'm just Do saying, I want. need to get a bigger trailer. Can you put a trailer on the Africa Twin? As long as my <laughs> as long as my bike fits in there. Yeah, that's all you care about. Uh, but uh, yeah, I also want to go ride down at Gorman. Uh, you know, is that place down there where they do Babes in the Dirt? Mm-hmm. And, all right. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. It, what do they call it? Not Hungry Valley, but maybe they do. But Gorman down that way, that looks like a lot of fun. And that's only four or five, like four hours away, maybe. Mm. So I want to go down there. Uh, I got the Sierras. I'm definitely going to do that again. I wouldn't Sierras mind taking dope. some of these knuckleheads to uh, near Yosemite where we did that weekend. <clears throat> for like trail riding yeah you know what the, cool. you know the best and it's not that much further is this place um called well it's blm land just outside of reno mm-hmm. basically it's, it's like all these places you take a road to a little road to like a beat up road to a shitty road and then there's like this old campy sign it's like blm land and basically the i can't remember what the logo is but it should be your land do whatever the fuck you want yeah. right so yeah. you go down this road bring your bring your guns. and again it, it's high desert um you can see literally mountains like probably 20 30 miles away like snow-capped peaks nice um really open and there's some soft sand but again a lot of it's hard packed and you're going up these like up mountains and single track around these really beautiful areas um, but there is where you can like do really anything. Like we were lighting, like lighting the desert on fire and shooting guns and fireworks <laughs> and like it, it was actually it was. But it's somewhere you could like do barrel racing and make up any silly game you want. Really, there's no rules. All so, kinds of so shit. So I, I vote for Nevada, but Mojave yeah. south of Barstow is also a really fun place. What about the sheet iron? <clears throat> oh, should we do the sheet yeah, iron? Yeah, I'll you do know, the sheet iron. I really enjoyed the sheet iron. It was a great yeah. mix of dirt and highway. Well, that was because the rains washed right, the fuck it. I enjoyed that blend. Well, I mean, it's going to be different once they're mm-hmm. it's all squared away. Did your brakes go out on that one, or was that the other ride? That was the other ride. Okay. That was in Yosemite, my brakes went yeah. out. <clears throat> that was the high-vis ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, sheet iron's fun. I like that. I'd wear a garbage bag the second morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving Fort Bragg. That was the best garbage bag ever. What, o- what other trips? Fuck, dude, there's so many. <sighs> Bagel, what do you have going on? Yeah, man. Well, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I still want to do my uh, 50th state on my Cannonball Vespa. Wait, what's the 50th state for you? Hawaii. Oh, oh yeah, man. Ship, ship my bike out there and, and make it 50 for on that bike. Why you have to do all, rent, the, all the islands? Why can't you just rent a fucking scooter, bro? Well, well like, but it, the no, point is to do that 50, bike to the, That's pretty because cool. Because I've ridden all that right. bike through 49 states. Oh, I see. And this would be the 50th state I've ridden that bike on. Ah, so it's not so, a personal thing for you. It's more like I've the already, bike's been there, yeah, too. Yeah, I've already ridden 
been in all 50 states. That right. bike has not been in all 50 states yet. Uh, so I, I really want to do that. I'm trying to figure out if I can do would it, it logistically. Count if you like shift the body panel. Well, but then I'm not riding the bike. But I'm working on it. I'm trying to see if I can make that happen. Um, I, I really would like to go to Mid-Ohio again. Um, also, the, the one show sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I'm thinking about doing this year is the Moto Melee. Uh, because I'm working on getting my 65 Heinkel back on the road, and uh, this is a a I think it's like a uh, two day six maybe 300 mile ride through Northern California on vintage motorcycles and cars. Mm, yeah, and I've been yeah, wanting to yeah. do this for years, but I haven't had a vintage bike that's been running. So now that I'm getting my Heinkel back on the road, I'm thinking about in, entering in that next year. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, and I forgot to mention I'm doing Pakistan again. Oh, cool. you are? Wait, when the fuck are you doing that? September. Who? You, who? Doing Chikistan again. Oh, rad. Awesome. Chikistan 2. Revenge Chikistan of the two. Revenge of the Revenge of the Liza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, revenge there's a lot of things you put up. Revenge of the Burka Burka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, fucking, you know the uh, Treasure Island uh TT? Oh, the TT. That's coming up, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's so many things. Oh, oh. There's yeah. so many. There's not enough time. Run like this could be woods, a man. full-time job. I know. Yeah. It's as if somebody could just fucking so. pay us to do this, and we could talk about it right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do we make that like a living? A reality, you know? yes. Yeah, Dude, I don't know. How does Joe Rogan get all that money selling mm-hmm. like fucking supplements and shit? Give me a Rick. We, we need <laughs> some on, of that man. YouTube money. I know. <laughs> hey, so um, you know not how we've been? <laughs> you know how we've been doing this uh, new format of two episodes. Yeah, a week. That was an hour. We near an hour already. Yeah, I'm saying, fuck it. Let's just keep going. Let's just do one long episode this week. Are you sure? Right. Yeah, let's keep. You're going. like, I don't want to edit. <laughs> Back to our roots. No. Uh, well, Emma's not here to just drone on and fill space. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> no. Um. So, Jim. Yes. We were talking about um, you've been having some good experiences at a shop, and I think that's worth sharing. Yeah, I thought it'd be nice to talk about because normally we talk about like people, or I don't, but people bitch and moan about you know the shop experiences they have and yeah, this that, sure. and the other thing. Mm. And um, you know, I'm always trying to find somewhere you know different to like get stuff done on the bike. Typically, mm-hmm. like it's tires. I've also been doing fork seals lately, which is quite nice having a shop do those, mm-hmm. um, especially on the sport bike. And there's a place uh, close to where I work called uh, Sunnyvale Cycle Accessories, and really cool. It's kind of like I would describe it like. Uh, you know what you want your local motorcycle shop to be like kind of mom and pop style you Mm. know and uh, uh, the ownerships it's like family owned um and you know what i like about it is is it feels like there's people you can trust that kind of stuff the work's done quick it's done at a great price and it's it's nice to be able to have a place like that to go to you're talking about the one off of el camino right yeah el camino oh yeah they're a great shop what's the name of the shop again uh Santa Clara Cycles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cycle yeah. accessories. Oh, yeah, yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to live right down the street from there when I before I moved to Santa Cruz. Yeah, so I, I talked to Doug there and uh, super knowledgeable. Like uh, I'm having sus- some suspension work done now on the TRF250 because I just crushed the shit out of that stuff and it's not adjustable and all that kind of. So uh, you know, Race Tech certified and it's nice. Take the time to pull everything up on the computer, walk through it, explain what you know what's going on. And wasn't it wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some questions about the rear shock, whether or not you need a special tool to take it off. It's right. some reason different than the L. Uh, you know, the Tour of Fifty uh, Rally different than the L. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Don't know. They're going to sort it out. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm, I don't feel like I'm going to get you know hosed by them. 
right? Like, hey, here's the deal. This is how much it's going to be. If we have to ship it down to have these people rebuild it, it'll just be the postage on top of that. Um, but, you know, so it's nice to go and, you know, go somewhere where they'll talk to you. They'll explain <clears throat> things. And everyone there, here's the other thing you talked about, Liza. You mm-hmm. might expand on it. Everyone there is knowledgeable. You know, yeah. Doug there, his dad. Um, you know, there's a nice young woman that works there. I was talking suspensions with her one time, and we were ordering parts, and same thing, went through the whole race tech kind of computer thing. We had a dialogue around it. So, you know, kind of everyone can help you there. Yeah, This is like an old-fashioned thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a family-run business, right? Well, they just celebrated for... 20 years. That's right? fucking for a, yeah. for a goddamn still new. private business. That's great, though, like, yeah. especially motorcycles. That's, yeah. You know? Um, that's something that I uh, struggle with, with <clears throat> not just the motorcycle industry, but because I work in the hardware industry. Hmm. Um, what's happening is um, there's less and less pay. So you don't have people who've been working there for 20 years um, who know what they're doing. You have people, younger people, who are working close to minimum wage jobs who can't give you the service that you need. Uh, Hardware, motorcycles, a lot of uh, different industries like that. Um, I get very frustrated because there aren't the knowledgeable people there. And these industries need to be service oriented to survive it was it was yeah. bitching they, they were building some guy's motocross wheel you know custom spokes and the little things that hold the spokes and this mm-hmm. wheel was probably i don't know thousands of dollars just for the rear wheel but they've you know to be able to build wheels like that like i was talking about a few weeks ago when i was at home depot and telling the guy like i want this oh we're out of it, it says we have them but i can't find it well i'm looking at amazon i could buy it cheaper i could hit buy now right now but i'm here in the store and i'm trying to give these stores business yeah i want want you to take my money i want you to take my money you know and he he you know i had to like force him to look for the product or 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 there needs to be better service so i'm glad to hear that you have a place that gives you that service yeah it was well like your experience not not to bring it up but Mm -hmm. uh that we were getting tires on which bike and they were like being bitchy on the crf well so i won't name the place but it was uh, a shop i went to and I said, um, so I we were putting the Moto Z's on. Yeah, I said I want some Moto Z tractionators. Do because uh, they were doing service on the bike. Um, do you have them? And he's like, uh, What brand is it? It's Moto Z tractionators. No, but what what brand is it? Like Metzler, who makes it? I'm like, it's Moto Z. And he's like, No, I don't think so. I said, well, That's the wrong answer. The, the correct yeah. answer is, let me see if we can get them for you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Let me let me write that down. What's it called? And he's like, <laughs> what? And he writes it down. Uh, we'll give you a call, let you know. I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. Right. Yeah. And then he called me because, yeah, hey, turns out we had some here. <laughs> <clears throat> so that guy could have like literally wait, like gone through the inventory for in five minutes through his computer and said probably you know what and i I wasn't giving him shit because he was a younger guy Mm -hmm. who was very enthusiastic and friendly but wasn't that level of experience um, or service that i expect from these service-oriented industries where you can go buy tires online for cheap and mount them at not so he was uh not properly trained Right, and, not and, so much experience. Was this dealer? And, and well, and he's also making an assumption that was totally wrong. That he—that's that, that's his. Yeah, that's right. not cool. Yeah. So well, I mean, there's there's a lot of like failing there. And yeah. then uh, and then how much were they going to pop you? 
So they were, I forget how much, it was expensive. Mm. But um, but usually when you're paying more for the tires, you pay less for the install. And so I was yeah. like, fine. I was fine with spending it. Your, you know, spending your money locally. Yeah. You, you made you made the effort. I mean, the, you know, that's good. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you, but so the difference, like I got the same tires on the same bike, actually. Yeah. And uh, so I went down to Santa Clara and they uh, I said, hey, I want some Moto Z Tractionators. They're like, all right. And then they were they were apologetic. It's like oh, it's going to take us three days to get them. So you know, I'm like, dude, I don't care. And uh, so they were able to get them more or less, you know, in a couple of days. And then um, bring the wheels in. They put them on for free. And the and the tires are priced competitively. So well, nice. that's dope. I was going to say one of the nice things about Santa Clara Cycle is that you can ride your bike in, and if you know how to take off your tires, they'll let you take off your tires in the back yeah. of the shop, and they'll lend you a bunch oh, of tools too that yeah. is to nice. help with that. I've done. Save I mean, the service cost. I've yeah, pretty much every single, because of that, I go there every single time I need a tire change. So tires is something that comes up all the time because <clears throat> a lot of the people, especially the people coming here to the shop, are budget oriented. And everyone tries yeah. mm-hmm. to shop for their tires online and get the best deal, uh-huh. right? Yep. But then if you don't have a way to mount your tires, <clears throat> there's different... Uh, they call knock. Well, but yeah. for, <laughs> we don't offer up right. your service. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so a lot of times people say, all right, so I got these tires and usually like for, if it's like a, a sport bike or some, you're looking at like what, 150 for the rear or hundred yeah. for the front, right? So, 250 yeah, bucks, right? like that. Yeah. I said, so now what's the plan? Cause they'll bring them to the shop. I'm like, Hey, can we put them on? I'm like, well, I don't do tire installation. Here. <laughs> Here's some irons. <laughs> so, so <laughs> now the, the next beam. thing is you got to take it to a shop to do it. Mm. And if you take it to a shop and you haven't removed the wheels, it's a lot more. I think I think they wanted they charged me like 100 bucks mm-hmm. to do it. Front the, rear? <clears throat> yeah, it yes. was kind of expensive. Yes. But I was just like fuck it, just whatever. Yeah. Um so now you you got to take it to somebody and if you don't have a way to take both wheels off and hey, heads up, if you don't have a center stand or front and rear stands, you can't take both wheels off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, heads <laughs> up. Oh shit, yeah. Yep. So that's easy. So if you have a well, like a SV650 that's got a side stand, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. Well, you right? can always pull uh, some uh, some uh, ratchet straps over the rafters in the garage <laughs> and always right. bike up. So <laughs> you have to have a way to take your wheels off, or you got to take it in and pay a lot more. So what I find in general, I I try to buy my tires from a shop that is going to then install because they usually reduce the cost of the installation if you buy the tires from them and it gives them the business as well so i usually try and do that so that was a little bit frustrating for me that i thought that they were charging a bit and i know that i could do it a lot cheaper because i do have the means to do it here but in this case i was just being lazy oh yeah no i trust me that's why i take my forks in to get fork seals done because i'm lazy so it's nice oh the other thing like <laughs> henry had mentioned one time i had uh i was at work and i ubered over to pick the bike up and forgot my helmet at work so they loaned me a helmet to ride back to work and grab my helmet i'm like thank god because you're in a pinch without a helmet yeah right so little things like that are, are super nice oh yeah and yeah another thing i want to say about santa clara cycle is that they're willing to shout out other shops 
around the area too if they can't do the service. Like this week, I took the forks off my uh, Motoguchi V11 Le Mans, which has Olin's forks, and I called up Santa Clara, and they were <clears throat> just straight up like, "We don't have the specialty parts." potentially to service them and they gave me the name of a shop uh, evolution motorcycles and i took it to them and they treated me great so so to me um service uh, good service in this business is a big deal so i'm just gonna throw this out there all right listeners if you have a shop that you really like that you think you get great service from them and you want to give them a shout out send us an email and we will do a shout out for that shop. I want people to know what shops are out there doing a good job, good service. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure that there are still a lot out there. I mean, we're really struggling with the uh, industry here. But um, yeah, so send us an email, RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. And let us know about your local shops that you think are doing a great job. And let's let's give them some love. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Think Cleveland yep. Mudd will make that list. Just don't come here. You end up with two masterlings on your chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but at least he's riding home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so no, that's like that's our our mantra there. At least you're riding home. Yeah. This, this episode, we don't we really don't have a topic. This whole episode is just kind of like it's a poopery of like a poopery, a, a poopery, poopery. Uh-huh. So bagel. Yes. Tell us about more about this Heinkel you're yeah. working on. Yeah. So this is um, this is my 1965 Heinkel. This is what got me started on this whole crazy uh, motorcycle scooter uh, voyage. Wait a minute. This is the thing I was welding on. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Oh shit. That's fucking cool. I didn't realize, dude. Yep. Yep. This is this Rad. is my first bike. Um, I actually I found it. Uh, when I was 14 years old, and, what? Uh, yeah, my my we moved to Mass. My family moved to Massachusetts, and my dad had bought a farm up there. And and what there was like this sh- a bunch of little sheds on the property with a whole bunch of old junk and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It was like like gold mine to like a 14 year old kid like just wanting to yeah, explore and find all this cool shit. Right, he's growing weed. So <laughs> so, um, so I went uh, just to kind of check it out. You know, after we you know, took possession of the place, and and I'm like <coughs> just just spent like a whole day just searching around because i was like i want to find some old license plates i want to find some beer signs this is going to be super cool and sure enough like i found a pair of old 1955 license plates found a, a miller beer sign uh just like like all kinds of cool little stuff yeah and and then i was like looking through this other shed with a bunch of, like this there's this big pile like kind of inside the shed with old tires and lawnmowers just full of junk right mm-hmm. and i'm and i kind of see this headlight poking out from underneath this pile and this in the sort of a bulbous nose and i thought this thing kind of looks like a snowmobile so i start pulling off these tires thinking hey this would be really cool to get running and ride around in the winter you know and so i pull off all these old tires and lawnmowers and i start dragging this thing out and as i'm pulling it out i realize there aren't runners underneath the front hmm. there's a wheel and I'm like, mm. what is this thing? And I get it all the way out, and it's this giant, like, like seven foot long, uh, like Jetsons looking, like retro spaceship 
scooter thing that I've never seen. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Was it love at first sight? I was just, I was just like blown away, and because <laughs> you know I was like always into vehicles, but sure. But I had never seen anything like this, and I started just like checking it out and saw that it had a, a little uh, like a manufacturer's plate, and it was made in Germany, and I became even more excited. Was it I, like West Germany, East Germany? Yeah, yeah, made in West Germany. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. awesome. And because uh, I've been a lifelong Volkswagen fan, so I was really yeah. stoked to find like this obscure German vehicle that i'd never heard of before so i was like i've got to get you know get this home and, and yeah. figure out how to fix it up so brought it home you know uh and and eventually got it running started riding it around when i was in college and that's how i found out about scooter rallies and about the whole scooter scene and uh, now i have i've never heard this story before yeah yep that's, maybe i haven't forgot about it but that's I fucking cool dude it was, was a literal car. barn that's a really that got cool look at that thing literal, look at that yep. thing it that's is a, a jetsons type thing yeah yeah and this is and mine is a 65 which is the the last year i think that they actually uh left the, the produced them in the factory because mm. uh, the company was was basically shutting down their vehicle production and uh moving into other areas yeah so mine is within like the last maybe thousand or two that left the production line um and uh, and i basically i wrote it wrote it around for a number of years and uh got uh, uh you know moved out to california rode it around here for for several years uh, unfortunately blew up the engine uh, mm-hmm. put a hole in the piston shrapneled in the case it's a two-stroke um, right uh no it's four-stroke oh okay okay um but it, and it had also been having transmission problems the whole time i'd had it like it never shifted into second gear right <laughs> so it was pretty much time for a teardown and yeah. um my my friend Mike out in Colorado is like a, a whiz when it comes to Heinkels, especially with engines. So he offered to rebuild the engine for me, um, shipped it out there, and on my trip uh, a couple months ago, I came by and picked it up, right, along with the Electric Zero. So uh, now that right. I've got it home, I've got the engine back into the bike, and I'm working on all the other little things that it needs to get it going again uh, because it's been sitting for 12 years now. Yeah. And um, and I'm I'm really excited to uh, to get it going because it's it, like I said it was my first bike and just the feeling of riding that again is going to be just an absolute thrill. How far along are you with it now as far as the resto build? Um, I, yeah, I remember doing a little bit of work in my garage with yeah. it. And, yeah, you helped out with some of the welding on yeah. a couple of the pieces that uh, you know things had broken over the years. Um, so I'm I, I've got the engine in the bike. Uh, I've uh, I've done some repair work on the cables and electrical. Uh, still have a little bit more work to do there uh i want to get the rims repainted along with some of the other parts that have you know gotten a lot of rust over the years mm-hmm. um and i need to get a new seat cushion put a new seat cover on uh, i got a new seat pan for it yeah and you got uh, a list though right like an actual oh, yeah. physical list yeah i got a whole list of things that then cool. you know i'm working working off things one by one um just got the uh, the old wheels and tires off this weekend um those are going to need to be blasted and repainted yeah um, but i've got new tires and tubes for it um and uh, once I once I get the tires and tubes and, and these parts painted um, and the fin- finish cleaning the tank, I should be able to get it running. Cool. Oh, I, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, yeah, man. Like once you get in the rolling chassis phase, yeah. like it's you know, yeah, it's the way to go. Yeah, and I, you know, it's 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 close. I mean, I can it's so close. I can I can almost taste it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. I want to see that. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Nice. Now, now, don't don't expect you know uh, blistering performance. It, it has no, a top man. speed of fifty five miles an hour, but it is very it gets you there very comfortably. Yeah. So for people who want to look it up, can you spell Heinkel? Yes, Heinkel is spelled H E I N K E L, 
And uh, the model that I'm referring to is the 103 A2, mm. uh, which is the last model that they made of the Heinkel Tourist scooter. Mm. Um, I also have the Heinkel uh, 103 A1, which is my 58 Heinkel, and that's the one I'm converting to electric. <laughs> ah, yeah. right. Um, I've also been yeah, working on a little bit, little bits for, on that here and there too. But nice. I'm hoping that might be uh, might be together by the springtime. So I want to share something. Jim is looking at a picture there. So we had a listener send us in. Um, this was an ad on eBay, I think. So who who did that come from again? Uh, this is from uh, Andrew in uh, South Australia. Yeah, South Australia. Yeah, he yeah, came to visit yeah, us uh, a couple right of years on, ago. A couple of years ago. Hey, so Andrew, this is a bike that fits in no category. <clears throat> it fits yeah. in the category of I want one, I don't need one, but it's just kind of <laughs> cool. Um, I love when somebody puts two things together that shouldn't be together. Kind of like how Bagel talks about doing his dirt scooter. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I love this bike. So what do you got there, Jim? All right. So what Andrew got for us is a modified 1985 Kawasaki GPZ 750. Yeah. I've had a few of those. I so love the GPZ. they made them, what, for a few years in the 80s? Kind of a... Yeah. yeah and actually really good power, looking though. bike. Is that a two-stroke? No. No, inline four. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like in the vein of the Nighthawk, right? Uh, no, I mean, the KZ750 became the GPZ, which kind of right. became the Ninja. Well, that was the right. top-end sport bike back yeah. in the day. Yeah, Air-cooled, though, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so what, what, what's been done with this thing is it has a uh, KLX650 front forks. Yes. Honda VTR1000 rear wheel yes. swing arm suspension. Super Superhawk. <laughs> uh, let's see. Many of the mods done. Engine has a slight oil leak. Still <clears throat> runs very well. Carbs overhauled with Stage 3 Dynajet kit, pod filters, Definitely one of a kind and great fun to ride. It is registered. <laughs> Priced uh, is O-N-O. So um, this is a dirt GPZ. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Pass it, pass Why it around not? again. I want to see that. I mean, you know, it's fucking next number of horsepower. It's next number of horsepower. It looks super motoy. Yeah. It's a GPZ scrambler. Yep. Yeah, it's a GPZ scrambler. And I think it actually looks good. It's it You know what? It's well executed, and it's like this is kind of what a lot of factories are kind of doing now anyways. They're kind of doing that, like, street scrambler kind of thing. So would you? what would you compare it to? Oh, shit. Uh, Honda had this thing called the Veradero, which is basically... Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's basically a- my Superhawk, except with longer forks. Yeah. And bigger front wheel, dude. I saw one of those in Mid Ohio this year. A Veradero, really? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Had yeah, Canadian plates. All, oh, okay, yeah. It's, I was they didn't sell them in the states. So, um, yeah, and it's got like dirt bars on it. It's it's a it's a GPZ scrambler. Yeah, it's yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It looks the part. I love the way it looks. Does it have a big old 17, 18 inch, 19 inch front wheel? Let me see. No. Well, it's got the stock wheels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Stock it's wheel. like, which, oh, yeah. I, it, which does cast look wheel. Yeah. It looks really odd on a dirt bike, but kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it kind of what like BMW did with the original GS? They kind of had like a parts bin of things and they combine like long travel suspension with uh, street uh, biased motorcycle. Yeah, and I guess. GS what? got adventure bikes. GS what? The, like the original like GS, like the back in the eighties. Like I think so. I mean, there's like 80? one behind you right now in model form. Street. This yeah. looks fun though. Anything with a big wheel up front and oh, like that's road a car going. Rally bike. That's uh. That's it. R- yeah, R80 GS. It's yeah. fun times. 
It's kind of, yeah, it was just kind but of like that, a how, how big special. is that? that? That's not a 19-inch wheel. What is it? Is that a 17-inch? I think it's a 19. Do you really? It's a KLX 650 for a wheel. just have the fender way up high, huh? Yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it looks like... You know, like when there's a movie and then there's like a motorcycle chase scene, and they like <laughs> oh. they, they gussy up like a dirt bike to look like the street bike they're riding. Right. That's what this thing kind of looks right, like. Right, it looks right. like a stunt bike from a movie. It's <laughs> <is> pretty cool. <laughs> Just so you know, it was featured in Cool as Ice. Oh well, you know, the price goes through the roof. I. I mean, I just love this. I mean, that was kind of what I wanted to do with the concourse, but I gave up on it. Um, I wanted it looks to turn fun. it into like a dirt, a dirt concourse. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. I think that that is just you know so badass. You know why? Rear you seat. know why, Eliza? Why? Because fuck you, that's why. That's right. <laughs> fuck you, that's why. <laughs> I don't know. What What else do you think would be a cool bike to turn into a scramble scrambler? Oh, I mean, inappropriately turn into a mm-hmm. scramble? Anything with an inline four. Yeah, I've seen like R1s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wade um, Boyd's got a got a R1 flat track bike. I think the V-Twins are bitching looking like to make dirt scramblers out of. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, there's like the Harleys. Any track. of the Harleys. Yeah. Well, the thing I like about this, Japanese too, one. it kept the the tail seat and, and tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it still has the look. It just looks like a lifted. Wait, you know what I like about I those mean, twins, though, is it's a much narrower profile. Like the inline right. fours, your legs are so like, you're, you're kind of humping that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Wait. those twins, you know, Ducati's even, whatever, um, much narrower profile to wrap your legs around. Wait, have you guys seen the video about like those two guys who took uh, like old Honda Goldwing oh, Aspen right, right, right. and like, like totally beefed up the suspension <clears throat> or doing shit like guys on GSs would do? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy video. Smart call putting that uh, BTR swing arm on there. That's a beefy. What about an SV650? There's, it's been done. There are SV650 dual sports. There's like a that lot would of, be uh, a cool dual. It's sport. called the uh, DL650 V-Strom. Right. It's called it's the V-Strom. <laughs> right. No, that would be, I think, a cool bike. Um, what else would be cool? What about? Hmm. Oh, what? If, oh, dude. What like an RD three fifty? That'd be interesting. That would be well, very interesting. Hold on a second. The closest Yamaha has a has a RD three fifty. It was basically the Banshee motor, right? Uh, Which is Banshee is their their quad. Right. I'm trying to remember what that was. A friend of mine just restored his RZ or his RD. I can't remember if it's an RZ or an RD. But anyways, he just recently restored his his bike, and uh, he was having no problems getting parts for the engine because. There were Banshee parts, and they effectively mm. share parts to that bike and with that quad. So, yeah, or maybe even um, like a Nighthawk. Nighthawk, uh, yeah, like whatever. Maybe like a Nighthawk six six fifty or something. Just just fucking put big wheels on regular bikes. Fuck it. I just, just want to put knobbies. On. Put knobbies I on shit, man. Should have done the Concourse, man. That would have been awesome. No, you you got rid of it. Just don't don't think about I it. Knobbies and raise the finger. So get it, man. Well, the more inappropriate it is, the better. Uh, well, yeah. So Jixer. Mm-hmm. Well, they already did the, some fins already did that with the 170 horsepower Jixer. Some of the Moto Guzzi's would be pretty cool scrambled. I was kind of thinking. Well, I was kind of thinking about that, like a flat track Moto Guzzi, but the cylinder heads are kind of in the way for like sticking your leg out. For example, I'm not exactly sure how that would work, but that would be kind of interesting. Okay, and I will say I always love a uh, a scrambled Harley. Remember that Sportster mm-hmm. on the. Um, 
on the sheet iron. Oh yeah, and the dude that you uh, we actually interviewed the guy who builds those. Remember at the quail, Jim yeah. Carducci. Yeah, 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 yeah Carducci, yeah. the uh-huh. same fucking guy. Yeah, uh, those are always badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was talking to uh, the dude at Corbin because he made that seat too, the Carducci dual sports seat. Oh it really? All molded to your legs like when you're standing and you can fully lock and load into oh, it. Oh, that's dope. Oh, bitch as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I don't anyway. know. I mean, Ooh. I I kind of seeing a bike like this one that looks so good, the GPZ. It does kind of get me, give me the bug. Yeah. Again. How about a Scrambler uh, PC800? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Wow. Dude, that'd be, that would be you can keep the all, first thing you hit. You can keep all of your uh, trail tools and assets. <laughs> Ooh, Buell. Mm. A scrambled Buell. Like yeah. a, a, a blast. A Ulysses? Blast. Well, Ulysses is already. Um, yeah, the no. What was that last one they had? The XB or something? What is it called? Uh, the, oh, the 1125 CR. Uh, yeah, like something like that. Oh, the one that's water cooled. Oh, just any of the Beals. You know who did uh, <laughs> fucking Desmo Sedici? Flat yeah. tracker, right? Rolling Sands. Oh yeah. He did a. Uh, I think it was an actual Desmo Sedici, hmm. and he turned into a flat tracker. With the V4 Desmo Sedici. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apparently, those things are really revvy and uh, they're made for racing, but apparently, it worked out okay on it. I got it. <clears throat> I got it. GB500. Or you could just get an XR600. I mean, well, know, I just, yeah, just think that one is. No, that, that, would, that would be a great bike to do. A that GB500. Way. They look so good by themselves. <clears throat> You're kind of cheating, though. It has the frame and engine from a I dirt know, bike anyway. It does. <laughs> yeah. But you can keep the the tail and the tank, which is really cool looking. And just how about you take everything. an XR six hundred and then you turn into a cafe racer? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, this is this is kind of I always love when somebody can figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, look at my triple. I mean, that was like a touring bike. It's not supposed to yeah. be a stripped down, you know, flat tracker. Yeah. Um, I just love those. So yes, thank. Have you, you ever for- taken that thing out to Hollister? You need to take that thing to Hollister, man. It's no, dude. I've ridden that thing on the street, and the way it handles would make a perfect flat tracker. It's like it's kind of stable in turns, and like it wants to turn itself up a little bit. So like if you're sliding around, it's okay, and the weight's down low. But they don't. What are you gonna take it on the TT track? No, some yeah, you know, somewhere where it's flat. And it's circular. <laughs> That'd be the track. <laughs> Put it some knobbies on there or like some kind of like mild uh, fucking flat track tires. Yeah. You should fucking sit, take, take it and ride it and just and see. I mean, you don't have to fucking rail on it. Just, you know. Yeah, maybe I will put some dirt tires on there. That, mean, that mm. means you could say this is a dirt tires. It's usually pretty packed yeah. up there. Just run with what you got. I mean, then you could actually say, oh, this is actually a fucking street tracker, dirt tracker. I mean, this other thing works and performs. On Tell you what, next time they have some a, scratches in it and everything. The <laughs> flak track races out at Watsonville. Can I enter you? Sure. Why not? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by enter him? I could be a, enter me. <laughs> uh, I'll be running DFL, but that's okay. If I could prove up something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, thank you for sending that in. Um, another thing, uh, Jim, did you have to leave? Or yeah, I'm going to bounce. Just, You're going to bounce? Yeah, I got, uh, yeah. Thank you for sticking around. No, it was fun. Good times. I'll catch y'all later. All right. All right. See Talk you, bud. Jim. Bye, Jim. So, um, Knock, mm. you've been riding in the rain. Dude, I don't have a car. I got rid of my car 10 years ago. Right. And so, so I've been riding around There's the an rain. issue when you're riding in the rain that, that men can get. What's it called? Uh, testosterone? No. <laughs> the other one? Uh, not paying attention? No, the wet dick? 
Oh, wet dick. <laughs> uh, swamp crotch. Swamp crotch. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, shit. <coughs> like, sometimes I get lucky and I time my commutes work, even though it's only like two miles or a mile and a half, and I should be fucking bicycling to work anyways, but I, I won't because I'm an asshole. Uh, you know, I, I put all my waterproof stuff on, and sometimes I don't have my waterproof pants, and... I try to beat the rain, and sometimes it rains harder than it normally would. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm about a quarter of ways to work, yep. and by the time I get my office, I got wet dick. <laughs> yep. But you know, that's I always bring a change. <laughs> always bring a spare change of clothes, and and you know when I have the fan blowing on my crotch underneath. I think uh, you need the Moto Bandito dick umbrella. <laughs> 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 I just put a trash bag over my crotch. <laughs> Works the same. Oh my god! I just keep imagining what the dick umbrella would look like. <laughs> Doesn't have a strap. Open or closed, large, medium, or small, depending on what how you are. It, it would just be a dildo with an umbrella that opens up from the top. Sure. Oh sure. My god. It's like a <laughs> it's like a tiki drink umbrella. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are having cold or wet weather. So oh, yeah. have you? What other tricks have you developed for? Uh, well, I mean, here's the dry. thing. I, this is we've had people come in and call in and ask or about email us about what should you do when you're riding in the rain? You mm-hmm. should you turn down your air pressure, turn up your air pressure, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you could do all that, but like, the most important thing is to think about like the conditions you're riding in, yeah, <clears throat> because it's raining and you're not supposed to be riding the way you normally would ride. And when it's dry, right, and and you want pr- correct air pressure because yeah, in normal road conditions, that's what you want, even yeah. in the wet. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and the tires I mean, are designed to shed the water if they yes. are the proper. Well, it depends on what kind of tire. I have sport bike tires, so they're most likely designed for more grip and than actual water shedding. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. the minimal amount of siping to remove evacuate water. Right, and you have to remember uh, remembering that. You just got to know that there's less traction. And uh, I mean, like, I don't even change my tire pressure. It's like the same regular Actually, tire pressure I have. Yeah. I'm going to go the yeah. opposite mm-hmm. of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people ride too cautiously in the rain and that you need to trust your traction better than you are. I believe that people get freaked out riding in the rain and, I... get, and get tight. And mm-hmm. that's the bigger uh, the bigger hazard is right. when you Can are all be. rigid. Can be. That's... I say... Yes, take it easy, but trust the bike and the tires more than you think you should. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I I trust the tires. I just don't trust what may be on the road. Yeah, because <laughs> there could be oil, there could be diesel fuel spill yeah. in there, there could be leaves, you know, and and sometimes you can't even see it. So, well, yeah, you have to be super vigilant. Yes. and aware. Yeah, but that's I think so, just. Y- Trust it. Here's the thing about trusting your tires. If you know your equipment, sure you know it. I've I'm I've been able to do a wheelie and like do a rolling stoppy on my motard on a wet day. But that's because I know the equipment. Now I've done it before and had the front end push and the rear end slide and, mm-hmm. and where moments ago I was doing it just fine. So it's there is still a level of unpredictability to it. But what's important is, you know, to just stay vigilant and know that your traction levels are reduced and you try to be smooth. Don't be too nervous. Don't be too tight or too uh, too rigid with your bike. You just want to be smooth. I mean, the thing for me about riding in the rain, like I commute every day, mm-hmm. uh, like 30 miles one way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know, I know my bike. I know, I know how to ride in the rain. It's like you be smooth. You take it maybe like 
two thirds of what you normally do. And mm-hmm. usually you're just fine. You make sure you have the right tires and you make sure you're comfortable too. Yeah. Like you're not wet. You're not cold because when you're wet and cold, that's all we can think about. And your mental energy mm-hmm. isn't going towards the people around you, which I find is my biggest yeah. concern when yes. riding in the rain, <clears throat> especially in the Bay area where we do these weird Thing where it does this weird thing where sometimes it'll go up to 60 miles an hour and then back down to 15 and then back up to 60. Yeah. And like the whole time, your eyes are just glued to the mirror, like, oh, I'm going to have to swerve out to avoid or something like that because the person's visibility behind you is also compromised as well. Yeah. So the last time I had to ride in a big rainstorm, <clears throat> I put on my hazards. Mm hmm. Oh, you do that? You're one of those? I wanted to. Oh, my God. Visibility. Visibility. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It was at night in the rain, and it was torrential downpour. Yeah. First of all. So I had very limited visibility. Like, I had to keep wiping my windshield. Were you in the fast lane or in the slow lane? I was in the slow lane. Okay. But I also know other cars, too, have very limited visibility. Sure. And so I put my hazards on, so I was But you're only supposed to have them on for emergencies, according to the manual. To me, was. If, an emergency if conditions are warranted and and that okay. i think because lost. i had to really pay attention to controlling the bike sure there was so much rain i had very limited visibility sure and you do feel it sliding around a bit so mm-hmm. you have to like relax i could not be as hyper vigilant of where everyone else is because i was so busy working on where i'm going mm-hmm. just trying to see my lane was hard so I wanted to be as visible so I didn't have to worry where is everyone else around me as sure. much. Last week, I tried to uh, commute down to Orange County or ride down to Orange County to spend Thanksgiving with my uh, family. Mm-hmm. And I ended up leaving Tuesday around four-ish or so, taking 101 South. And it was starting to get dark. And that was when we started to get all the rainstorms, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And it was just... it was total shit Uh, i got to salinas the sun had set and i was just nerve-wracked at that point like i can't do this i'm not gonna i don't have the mental energy yeah know your limits yeah yeah that's another thing too about riding the rain is that you gotta know when you should park the fucking bike and and it it will take a lot more out of you because you have to pay that much more attention and be that much much more focused than you would normally Mm -hmm. when you're riding in the rain yeah and 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 i think maybe what you were saying earlier liza is maybe maybe not the danger is not in being too cautious, but being too anxious mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You yeah, can, yeah. I mean, you yeah. can be cautious, but safe about it. But if you're too anxious, like you were saying, and being super tense, you know, where you're not flowing well and, and your <clears throat> movements are too jerky, that can get you into trouble. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I remember saying like you, you get very uncomfortable because you feel the bike moving around underneath, underneath you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I said, yeah, you need to just give in and trust that the bike and the tires are going to do what they need yeah. to do and just relax and just the yeah, thing that's if, <clears throat> oh, good. I was just gonna say the thing that's nice about a motorcycle riding a motorcycle in the rain though is that you have that kind of feedback. I don't have that with the cars or trucks in the rain. Like I don't know when I'm right. going over the <clears throat> limits. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Not oh yeah. If there's one tip that I can give anybody was mind your braking distance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, yes, you generally want to use most of your braking with a front brake, but mm-hmm. like. It's helpful, especially if you're on a bagger where a good amount of the weight's kind of towards the rear to get familiar with your rear brake and knowing when they're going to slide and, and know when to release when they do slide a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah, mind your braking distance because know that one, that your rotors or your brake pads may be wet as fuck and they might not take as, mm, yeah. you know, react as well as you, you know, want them to. So 
and and the fact that it's fucking wet. So, um, do you have a a squeegee on your glove at all? Uh, I don't have a squeegee, but my gloves are good enough where I can swipe them. It'll be clear. Yeah, yeah, I got a new pair of climb gloves, and they do have a squeegee. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. It, well, it's nice if you're going at speed, but I, f- yeah. I found when I was last week, if, I, if you're going slow enough, like you basically need both hand, both uh-huh. hands on the bars where you need to balance, and you can't take one hand mm-hmm. off to like squeegee your uh, visor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is sketchy. But that's my my best advice is <clears throat> trust your tires. They are made to to disperse the water and have better traction than you uh, think. Modify that. Certain kinds of tires are better at dispersing water Slicks than Slicks other- are not. Yeah. Slicks are not. Know, your t- know yourself. Know your equipment. Yeah. And if you could... I know this is probably not a good idea. <laughs> but if you know how to... If there's a place where you could kind of maybe push the fuzzy edges uh, and you're willing to do it oh. like a clear parking lot and you're, you're willing to lay your bike down and yeah you maybe and sure, like, go for it you know, be a little sore afterwards learn yeah. maybe how to figure out how hard you can break tell you what instead of doing that how hard you can watch uh watch old videos of moto gp on a rainy day <laughs> watch this and you'll see that what yeah. they can do what the limits of a bike are in the rain but well, that's not fair. Those are racing bikes that with yeah, specialized still, racing equipment. That's really no, no, apples to oranges. Don't expect you can lean and, and drag a knee in the rain. Right. <laughs> so here's the thing. In fact, it's so bad sometimes for MotoGP riders that wear two knee pucks well, to, to gauge their lean angle. But if you do want to watch a really cool exposition of really awesome wet riding, mm-hmm. look up Ryuchi Kionari Honda. Spell that. It's uh, R-Y-U- C H I Rayuchi Kionari K Y O N A R I K Kionari K Y O Yeah. Anyways, you'll find it on YouTube, and it's I think it's World Superbike, and it was like a qualifying lap, and he's on a CBR 1000 RR, and he's just fucking backing it in every turn, slipping and sliding, and he like qualified second or something like that. Yeah, you've seen it. I was gonna uh, say. Also, uh, piggybacking off of that, something that's also really impressive to see for wet riding is uh, Japanese motorcycle cops on like Viffers doing yeah. the obstacle course, the Gymkhana obstacle courses in the rain. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. But I'm going to say too, um, really, I think the most important thing is your comfort level. And if you have a wet dick, it's hard to uh, yeah. concentrate. This is not the good kind of wet dick. Yeah. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> this is the pretty, like. <laughs> Like well, it depends on what Arctic. You don't want Arctic wet dick. Hey, knock. It depends on what you're into. We don't discriminate. <laughs> you're right. I'm just, not a kink shamer. I'm sorry. Just so you know, <laughs> we, women get wet dick too, and you, you're just like, oh, whoa, oh, what's happening? Oh, damp snatch. Same, same kind of thing. <laughs> Is it damp snatch? <laughs> no, sorry. Stop. That's something different. I well, say we'll just that. go with wet dick. But uh, horrible. I know, and it doesn't matter like how good your rain gear is. It always seems to pull down there, and it's very hard to make a yeah. a cross steam uh, cross yep. steam in your crotch that and it's basically a pool well, down there rain jacket over the gloves by the way yeah and, and the other the trick that i found too when you're wearing like a one-piece rain suit mm-hmm. is when you sit down you have like this big like flap in the belly area that just mm-hmm. kind of has nowhere to go because you're sitting down mm-hmm. if you kind of like pull it up and then fold it forward over your your crotch what that does is it kind of creates a sheet where the rain just yeah. straight down yeah. and doesn't pull I, you got to manage your your like you got to manage your suit. folds yeah your wetsuit fupa yes i, 
I usually wear like a big uh, construction, like a big waterproof construction jacket when I'm riding in the wet. And it actually puffs up from like air flowing into it. Uh So I can't get wet dick on my bikes, basically. So here's one thing that I know will prevent wet dick. (laughs) Not having one? Scooter skirt. Yes, yeah. this is true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we make fun of him in his scooter skirt. I'm, I'm so for those who don't know, can you describe what a scooter skirt is? A, a scooter skirt is basically an apron that you kind of put around your, your waist, and it <clears throat> hangs down over your legs and knees when you're on a scooter with a step-through design where it just covers your whole lap and keeps all the water and cold away from you. I'm into that. Yeah, it's great. Unfortunately, it doesn't work on the motorcycles because they're not step-through design. Yeah. But you can always... Wear assless chaps. <laughs> All chaps are assless. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be called chaps. Right. right. Um, no, scooter skirt seems like a good solution. Yeah. Yeah, it there's works some, well. There's some weird recumbent motorcycles, though. Yeah, and, and even in, in Europe, they, they have uh, types of scooter skirts that, that actually attach to the bike so that oh. where your, your exhaust fans from the radiator come out, they will actually heat you underneath the skirt. I got what it. What luxury. Yeah. Hold on, I got it. Um, kayakers. Yes. Oh, they got the little apron on there? Yep, yeah, the exactly. kayaker, the kayak thing. Yep. You get you get all that. You let us know when you found the, when, you, <laughs> when you hit Eureka. No, if you made it so we can go around your tank and and you. You hear that, REI? <laughs> we need kayak skirts for motorcycles. <laughs> but it's going to set itself on fire, like on the exhaust pipes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Sure. <clears throat> why not? No, weird. it's attached to the mm. bike or something. Hoop skirts. That's mm. what you need. Hoop mm-hmm. skirts. <laughs> <laughs> I've done worse. Oh, <laughs> hey, um, we've got an email here that I found was interesting. <clears throat> and this comes from David Hardbarger. So he says, um, on a recent podcast, the topic of That's older older writers came up. Several misfits mentioned that a goal is to ride well into old age, that being 80. Mm-hmm. As a 73-year-old rider, I agree that 80 is indeed old. I cannot be sure that I will still be riding at 80. It doesn't take much of a physical or mental injury to knock a senior rider off of the saddle. Mm -hmm. But my intention is to hang on as long as possible. My observation is that most motorcyclists give up the sport in their early 60s. Hmm. Uh, Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Dude, that's... Early to mid-60s. Yeah. Often because of a health issue that makes riding difficult. Mm -hmm. With regards to health, my recommendation is that any younger rider who expects to prolong their motorcycling life take physical fitness seriously. Hell yeah, dude. Riding fast or even riding long distances are athletic activities. Working out to maintain strength and flexibility are particularly important. For an older rider, just getting a bike up on the center stand can be challenging. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, he's saying, what steps uh, does one have to take to prolong the riding life? What bikes are best for older riders? And what does one do to stay motivated to ride into the advanced years? I, I've got a sort of an answer for that last one. but Thank it's, you, David. It, oh, thank you, David. Uh, it, it, but it's kind of more of a change in outlook on life. I, I didn't realize it. Okay, let me rewind a little bit. Back in high school, I wasn't very athletic, but I was... Always out really? running around. Yeah. I didn't join like sports, but I was out active running around doing dumb skateboard shit, right? Okay. Uh-huh. my bike. What I didn't realize growing up was like when athletic ability or the ability to do things physically is more of a celebration of what you can physically do as opposed to like uh, a 
being able to do sports as it were if you if your mindset is like look i can move i can run i can do this it's more of a it's 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 the ability to physically express yourself and if you have that mindset um it's it's cool you know and it's not like a uh what you call uh ableist kind of mindset is it's like because if i mean i'd imagine too if you have some kind of physical disability um it's probably a little different situation for you but i'd imagine too like i i would think that you're not focused on what you can't do you're focused on what you're able to do you know and i think i think you should also carry that you as a regular able person if that makes so, sense <clears throat> what are the issues i mean i'm trying to think you know getting older i mean throwing a leg up over make mm-hmm. it harder <clears throat> Um, I know people who start to have back issues, mm-hmm. and that makes it harder to ride for any prolonged time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really worry about like trying to lift the bike up if you drop it, because I don't lift up any of my bikes. I always ask somebody for help. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> it's not worth, you know, risking a strain. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to imagine, because, I mean, I'm in my mid-50s now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and I'm still riding dirt and adventure and doing stuff, and I am not in shape. And I mean, I'm basically a cripple with my knees, but I can still do this. I've not really thought about riding into my 80s. I just assume I always will. But Mm -hmm. I mean, we always have scooters and can-ams, right? Sure. But I Um, mean, like, given the chance, like, maybe you one day you might need new knees, and you need to fucking physically... Be able to accept the new knee and be able to rehabilitate yourself, as you know, as they put the new knee in you. I mean, that's that's an issue, right? Like, that's that's in the horizon. So what I'm picturing in my mind. Mm-hmm. So bagel, follow me on this one. <clears throat> I yeah. think you can help me out with this. I'm picturing something that is um, <clears throat> a step through electric. Uh, upright sport style bike <laughs> okay right right can you imagine like if you mix like an r1 and a honda's made one of those <clears throat> the, the fucking honda dual sport scooter okay. that's electric that's electric mm. i'm just saying i can see myself when i'm like much older riding a step through oh, electric bike so you're just totally like, just like, gonna let technology so, take care so of you well by by the time i'm in my 80s i think we'll have something like that yeah but like by the, no i'm just not like you're gonna turn 80 instantly there's there's a the fucking 30 year journey until you're 80 i know but right? i'm trying like, to imagine what the um progression of styles are going to be and i think there's going to uh, be more electric so. well and i think you could you could always you know Take one of uh, one of Craig's uh, Harley scooters and convert yeah, it to electric. No, I can see having a step through, but it's not as scootery. It's more well, of an aggressive have, riding style. They have self-riding motorcycles. <clears throat> have so, you? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Bagel. Uh, so, so basically, you want you want a, a step through sport bike, basically. Well, I think that for somebody who's getting older, kicking a leg up and over sure. is harder. Oh yeah, definitely. So I want a step through electric sport bike. Okay. Have Have you heard of something called the Gunther Gator? Well, I know the yep. the, the Gator. The, well, the Gator. What do you call it? The Gunther? I think Guthrie. so. Yeah. Or yeah, Guthrie Gator. It was a recumbent no, no, sport no. motorcycle, but it it's takes, a gurney. The gurney. Or, yeah, gurney yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Thank you. It was the gurney. Yes. Yeah, Dan Gurney uh, created the Gator, and it is a recumbent. Yes. Um, 
Uh, but that's a lot lower. I mean, that's a, a low bike. You're sitting lower. I want to sit upright, but ride kind of aggressive. Yeah, it's, and that's also not a step three design either. I but what my point mm. being, I think that there's going to be a progression in design that will have bikes that are going to be um, more suitable to people of an older age and the limitations. <laughs> the thing yeah, they're called with, trikes. Well, the thing with the step through is that because it's a step through, you have all the open space, so you can't really have like the frame reinforcement right? you need for right. uh, unless right. you have like a funny front end where so, or, or, the, or the engine. <laughs> so yeah. where are the batteries on a Tesla? Underneath. Way at the bottom. Oh, yep. Oh, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put the batteries in the floorboard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scepter okay. design. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where the engine and transmission is on on a lot of the scooters. The step through, right? <laughs> well, the engine and the scooters is is under the seat. Um, the, the step through area would be forward of the engine, typically. So yeah. So. Well, it'd still work out. You'd be you. The batteries would basically make the floor pan of the motorcycle, and then you'd have the battery sitting underneath you. I, I think, or not the battery, I, the motor here, sitting underneath you. Here's where I think for a lot of people, maybe a lot of listeners, you're thinking, yeah, I'm gonna ride into my 80s. But I think everybody's thinking about riding the bike that they're riding now. Maybe you have that, um, you know, that Dyna that you love, mm. and oh, I'm gonna keep riding it forever. Or maybe you have that GS. You know, or whatever bike it is. And I can see that as you get older, there will be limitations. I mean, um, I mean, look at the people who are in their 80s now. They were riding kickstart bikes. They can't kickstart that bike anymore. Mm -hmm. But I am looking forward to, um, I think the design and technology is changing. And I think that it will be easier yeah, and, and we can ride into later years. Yeah, and and I think that there in the future there are going to be some more, uh, or should I say, less conventional designs, as people just decide that they want to branch out and do things differently than yeah. you know motorcycles. Even with electric motorcycles, it's the same kind of shape and and layout. Um, you know, but why not do a step through motorcycle? I because don't. Is that not the thing? Is those that like people are really conservative in the motorcycle industry, I know. and that's why it hasn't changed. But but I think in the future that's that that's gonna that's gonna change. People are gonna come out with new ideas. I mean, like the the um, uh, what's the that that uh, Yamaha three wheeler? Oh, the, the Nikon. Nikon. No, no, Nikon, Nikon, yeah. Nikon yeah. yeah, you know stuff like that. You know, people are gonna think outside the box. I think you know some and some of it will stick. So you know the scooters that are out there that they use at um, as pit bikes a lot at races. Mm-hmm. They look like a almost like a sport bike. I get pissed off at them because I see that double headlight coming and I wave. <laughs> it's like God damn it, it's a scooter. Um, but they're small <laughs> displacement. Make that like an eight fifty. <laughs> and and a lot and yeah. you know like nineteen inch wheels a bigger bike mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying and to make it electric that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm seeing like I'll I'll ride that into my eighties yeah I think that would be fucking it's, badass is is it mostly the two wheel sensation <clears throat> balancing or is it the fact that you're in an open cockpit what's what's doing it for you I think that's kind of two wheel like, I think. The two wheel, okay, yeah, so, yeah, okay. So it's not so a trike or a fucking three wheeler can am type is not no. an option. Yeah, because I, I guess you'd have to decide that, right? Is it the open or is it the balance? I think. It's, what is it for you? It's the balance. It's both. Right now, it's both. I still haven't figured out exactly what I like about it. Ball right. tip. That's what it is. Ball, Ball tip. tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What about you, Bagel? You're what? the next oldest in the room. Yeah. Well, I I hope to continue riding as long as I possibly can. Um, you know, I I don't know how long that's going to be. 
But, cool. you know, I mean, you can keep writing step throughs for a long time. Exactly. I think that there, <laughs> you know, I think what the issue is and I think what he brought up that we're, we're glossing over is <clears throat> you get a risk reward thing. And yeah. I know that that's yeah. happening. Yeah. I know that I'm slowing down my writing because of the risk reward. Yeah. And yeah, when you get older, a small injury can be a big injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just riding your Vespa scooter yeah. may be harder and harder. Yeah, I mean, just five years ago, I had my last uh, my last crash mm-hmm. on on one of my smallest bikes, and and that you know had effects for a year for me. So you know, it 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 definitely enters into my mind, and I I'm not pushing mm-hmm. myself nearly as hard as I used to. Um, I'm also not able to to take as much as I used to. I'm finding, so you know. It, the writing is going to change as I get older. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly thinking about doing a workout regimen or something to develop like actually protective tissue mm. around my bones because yeah, I'm like I did martial arts as a kid, so I'm able to like tumble. And, yeah, I know. I was up a blue belt too. Anyway, <laughs> well, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Point is, is like I, I was I had ingrained in me the ability to kind of roll and like I've been lucky I haven't broken any bones doing yeah. a lot of dumb fucking shit, <laughs> but I've been bruised and torn a lot of stuff. Right. And I think the only really thing that saved me is the fact that I, I have some vaguely some muscle <clears throat> to protect me. If, if we could get more muscle in you, and you could protect your bones a little bit, I guess. Yeah. You know? Who knows. Yeah, I mean, riding in my mid-50s and the kind of riding that I'm doing, I, I, yeah, I do kind of feel like, ah, this is like the last hurrah, you know? Like, Yeah. Have you ever convinced yourself that you're going to die on a bike? Because I still No, that is how I want to die. Yeah, that's how you want to die. That's how I want to die. I'm convinced, like, I don't know if that's the way I want to die, but that's like... Dying is not my fear. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Dying is okay. It's injury is my fear. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to die on a bike, but I know I'm going to be taken out by an idiot driver. (laughs) Um, I don't have a problem with dying on a bike. I have a problem with pulling a muscle, kicking a leg over a bike. Mm. Yeah, that would suck, wouldn't it? That's the kind of shit that's starting to happen to me now. It's like me yeah. kicking, kicking like over my XR and having my groin just go. Ah! <laughs> no, <laughs> what dick? What oh, dick? God! <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Henry? Wait, what was the question? I was outside taking the. Yeah, lead. he's oh. a young buck. You, do you think you'll ride into your eighties? <clears throat> I hope. I hope so to my fullest abilities. Honestly, though, I'm, I really am not sure if there's going to be like motorcycles on the roads what? when I'm in my 80s. There will be. I yeah, mean, you know, that's an interesting question, too. It's like, will there be bikes? Have will you not seen bikes? Tron? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just look at sort of, sorry I look at like the industry in general and like I see like this big old sort of like trend towards like you know automation with cars which I person well despite my experience with the Tesla I personally think it's a better thing as a person who commutes in the Bay Area every day like I've seen mm-hmm. like cars with like sensor like smart cars detect the fact that I'm there <clears throat> while the person's on their phone I think that's sort of a good trend but like like will bikes kind of as we know it be around like I don't think they'll ever ever be made illegal two wheels two wheels open cab you think that'll be around when you're 80 I think it will okay but yeah I don't I don't know what it looks like for motorcycles I don't Mm -hmm. think in general it's looking very good in the industry like I look at the ICMA show this year there's some interesting stuff but there's Mm -hmm. nothing that really is stand out that captures me like 
like the Biomoda Kawasaki was cool, but yeah, you know that's a Halo product. That's not going to have any like really <clears throat> downstream effects in the industry as a whole. So right, yeah. Well, they they are facing a downturn right now, and you know that's going to continue for a while. But you know th- that'll that'll change. You know, it's, it's I, I the way so. things go. You know, it takes ups and downs, and and uh, you know things may be going soft now, but they'll they'll take a turn up later and plus like i know like a lot of my friends and co-workers who are around my age like not a lot of them are interested in motorcycles mm-hmm. so henry i'm going to read something to you okay this is a uh well let me just read to you motorcycles are outlawed gasoline <laughs> is 20 dollars per gallon Self-driving cars are taking over. Wade. Silicon Valley and the United States government have collaborated to push society towards a fully autonomous transportation system. <laughs> Is that the Motorcycles thing? and riders are an easy first target in the drive to ban human-operated vehicles. Impossible, <sighs> you say? <laughs> Not so fast. Wait, that's the thing on the <clears throat> Vintagent, right? This is... Was that short movie? A that movie we yeah. that we actually are backers on, the last motorcycle on Earth. Is that finally getting made? Well, um, I'm not sure where they're at. I haven't checked in, and, but did that's why it made me think about it. Spend it all on blowing hookers because if they did, no, all right, no, no, I get no. you. There's, there's a trailer. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Didn't we interview him? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The last motorcycle yeah. on Earth is. Um, See some of that blow for me. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know what so I'm wait a minute. Is this the whole movie on YouTube? Wait, <laughs> what? hold on. What? Oh. How long is it? Wait, no, that was the... Uh, it's a trailer. Uh, trailer. Yeah. It's a yeah. trailer. But this is something that other people have thought about, too. Mm-hmm. Sure, lots of people Is it going to be banned? I don't think so. Nah. I think that there will be bikes that are easier to ride. I think there'll be preponderance of them. safety is getting yeah. better and better, too, so there's mm-hmm. less risk. There'll be preponderance of them. There'll be less than 300 mm-hmm. cc's, and they're going to be most... Half of them are going to be electric. Or if not, extremely fucking fuel efficient. I was going to say, most of them probably won't even have CCs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's going to be so many uh, 19... What was the... Um, <clears throat> was it 1996 or 95? What was the Harley Davidson um, uh, 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 anniversary special? Uh, <clears throat> that was... 2003 wasn't it? 2003. The 100th anniversary. So yeah, something like <laughs> whenever they decide their birthday they, was. Uh, yeah, may have been 2003. Yeah. There's going to be a shit ton of people keeping those bikes running. Oh, they will always be on the road. Oh yeah. yeah. It, sure. I mean that that well, 2003 will be a vintage bike, but well, they also made a shit ton of them too. <laughs> those bikes will still be on the road because people love them. So yeah, I know. I yeah. mean, people are always going to be riding like old Hendersons and Indians yeah. and Harleys. So there may be autonomous. There may there's definitely going to be electric. Oh yeah, there's um, definitely going to be curious so, DCT. Curio type bikes. Yeah. I think it's going to be easier and easier for us to ride into old age. I think so. And mm. I think that safety gear will get better definitely i yeah (laughs) i mean you know you already can get airbag gear yeah Mm -hmm. um you'll get one of those ones that's hold the whole suit that if you crash you just (laughs) flow up giant (laughs) in the future it might might even have like like jet packs on them that'll like shoot you up in the air until it's safe to come down (laughs) i don't know you have a yeet seat (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah, I mean, I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but no, I, I, I think it's going to get easier and easier. So I think that's good. Yeah, it'll be an interesting future, man. I wish I could see that. You know, I, I'm living in the we're living in the future now, sort of. 
Hey, yeah. I'm getting a DCT bike. Yeah. You got a little yeah. elf in there shifting your gears for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pay that guy nicely. Um, so I think we've, with a I think we've filled enough time. Um, again, uh, this is just going to be one long episode, so don't look for a show on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, though I am, I'm going to throw out a little teaser just to put some pressure on myself. Oh, teaser. Mm. There is an interview that we recorded uh, earlier this year that has never been released. Oh. And it was the best interview we've ever done. <clears throat> wow. Oh, don't tease me like that, baby. But there was technical difficulties with the recording um, and i've never been able to fix it and release it it's very until, time consuming. until now but i keep thinking i need to figure out how to fix it and it's going to take an extreme a uh, lot of uh production to do it mm. um and for me to save the uh audio i'm gonna have to do something that's more like a um, i like uh how you're making yourself sound like, like, a, like a hero right no now. no like no it's <laughs> It, no, it, I'm just kidding. You know, like like an NPR show where they yeah. do like two weeks of production yeah, yeah, yeah. per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But it just keeps gnawing at me that we have this amazing interview that we never released. You know what? I think you'll do fine, man. Um, you, got, you got your magic. Use that gambling shine on this fucking podcast. <laughs> I've already spent many hours on it trying to do it one way. Oh, is it? The, yeah, okay. What you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. it's um, a tough one, dude. Hmm. I I want to start working on that and try and, and get that one out. So definitely won't have it by this Wednesday. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just putting that pressure on myself. We have an amazing interview that we want to share that well, we never. Well, have. it's out there now. You can't chicken out now. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Unless you edit this dude, entire section dude, out. Of this all podcast. I'm gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> give you a, a, just a, a hint. Yeah. Evil Knievel is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're like showing us the the cleavage right now. I'm showing you the cleavage that <laughs> there are some. Yeah, evil Knievel is discussed in this. A, a little side. It's boob. evil Knievel a adjacent. Boob a little then, tasteful. Then, side then again, boob. tasteful you, side boob. You always talk about evil Knievel. No, but this is from a direct source. Oh, a, a oh. evil Knievel. Like first-hand stories? First-hand stories. Is wow. It, is it Bezel Knievel? So, so this is not you talking <laughs> yeah. about Evil Knievel. This is, no. Oh. No. Wow. Which is why this is a, a show that I need to get out there. Anyway. Mm, cool. But you know what? Um, I am also further propelled by, you know, the new equipment we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, we're making improvements. And, um, and really what it comes around to is, you know... Patreon subscribers, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Right. The people are supporting us. You are really giving me the juice to keep going, and I want to do better shows. Appreciate you hooking us up. Yeah, thank you so much. It's enabling us to get more tools to help more people out. That's all you are, enablers. Get some cocaine. <laughs> Henry, no. <laughs> no. To buy, We need to buy some more Master Links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extra sets. Because apparently I have chains missing Master Links now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all right. We get some of those. I know. You never know. Um, so, yeah, this is where we say thank you for listening. Uh, for you truck drivers, I know you appreciate this long episode. Yeah. Shout out to you, you guys. Um, what you hauling over there? Ass. <laughs> what truck drivers is like hey what you hauling ass um and just a reminder uh send us emails 
with your shops that you want to give a shout out to. Yeah, man. Uh, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, send it to us. Recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And let's let's give them some proper shout outs because I know there's still a lot of good service out there. A lot of good shops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um you got uh let's see, anything else coming up soon? Christmas yeah. is coming up. Oh Ooh. yeah, man. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. We, we need to start working on our Christmas uh, Festivus for the rest of us. The Taintmas party. The Taintmas party. There will be a gre- airing, airing of grievances and feats of strength. Feats of strength. <laughs> oh my God. So we have a party. It's uh, not the Christmas party, not the New Year's party. It's the, <laughs> right in, in between. between. It's the Taintmas party. Yeah. And uh, well, Mike has built a little dirt mini track love that behind his apartment <laughs> building <Straight> gorilla style <laughs> i love basically, it basically it was just like an old grown over like playground yeah. from days of yore that he's just it's like the creepiest playground over. <laughs> it's like tucked away in the middle of nowhere it's kind of creepy and uh yeah we're getting our mini bikes ready yeah for the races mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna be fun <laughs> He's he's all about that mini bike life these days. Oh yeah, he had he got his fucking mini bike registered as a moped. Shh, it's no, it's Shh, street no, legal no, now. It may have a p- license plate and lights <laughs> on a pit bike. Oh, he's waiting for the tags to come in. I mean, he's got a plate. No, it's ridiculous. It's fucking legal, as far it's as we know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's see. Um, MotorcyclesandMisfits.com is where you go. And yeah. if you are looking for that last minute Christmas gift, we do have some of the uh, Motorcycles and Misfits t shirts, the nice black one with the red and white design uh, by Knock, only in XL and double XL. Yeah. So for you husky lads out there. <laughs> Uh, send me an email, RecycleMotorcycleGarage or if you at have, gmail.com. If you have twins and you want to put it on both of them and have them walk around like they got two heads or something, that'd be <laughs> cool. My dad uses it as his uh, sleeping shirt. Mm. Nice. <laughs> That's actually very cool. I, yeah, all right. <laughs> I know. All right. So, yeah, send an email, RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com, and I'll hook you up. You can do a PayPal payment, and uh, I'll send you a shirt, maybe some stickers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. Maybe, hopefully, next week we'll be a little more together. It's the rain and still yeah. being still being sick. Still surprised people came out though. Oh man, around. that I, I'm just not prepared. And with Emma, <laughs> we need we need to get another history hole going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Um, On that note, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, We're ready to get out of here. This is Liza. Bagel. This is Doc. Henry. And we're out of here. Cool, Cool, cool.